0: You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September, it's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout.
1: Boys episode 100. Let's go.
2: We Dude. made it.
3: We
1: made it. Absolutely nuts looking back at everything that it's I here. Know. <laughs> I know. I was driving here going like, "Wow, 100." Tripped do what? Trip did. Yeah. You, I know. Do. I it's know. amazing
2: it's we've committed this long considering we have nobody that listens.
3: <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're having fun. Gets me out of the house. Oh, away no. from honeydew. This, honey this is for us.
1: This is just because we have a good time. And thank God for the summer of mixing because a yeah. uh, hundred different
4: types of whiskeys is getting really hard <laughs> to find. Hey, man. Summer mixing is yeah. a, great, a great thing. We got to keep it going next year. That's right. And uh, it favorite. Summer of IPAs. Summer of IPAs. Oh, <laughs> Summer of horse urine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and pine jar. <and> <laughs> Dude, guys, oh. awesome. Congratulations. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. But even to see it when you guys kicked off and doing it, you know, uh, in in uh, uh, Clis garage. It started in my garage for like
2: three episodes. Yeah. And then we moved to Cliffs, and then we moved back to my back porch, and
1: then now we're
4: yeah.
2: inside the Kush. We're living house. the life now.
4: Yeah, because I,
1: I enjoyed being at, at Cliffs and just sitting there. And you guys, hey, Gabe, you want to jump on? I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. And just sitting there drinking, and you know, hearing you guys talk stories and stuff like that. It's, oh, it was pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, man, to see it now. Wow, wow. hundred. <laughs> hundred. absolutely nuts, boys. It is crazy. And just like a, I mean, just overall, I mean. The guests you guys had, the guests that you know, we've had recently. Dude, it's just cool. hundred so, more, man. So
2: it's my understanding, and I'm going to move quick because Ian just sent me a text message. He's headed to dinner, so we need to call him quickly. So – Ian apparently got a girlfriend, and he's had one for weeks, but didn't tell us until well, a couple do days know? ago. How you know? Was he a Facebook stalker? No, no,
4: actually, I don't even know how we found out. I just know he, at some point, he casually dropped, "Oh, my um, girlfriend's I, doing this," and I was I, like, "Wait, what?" It's he's
1: already like, started. Like, yeah, Sorry, been, guys, been, I can't do it. My I've, girlfriend has me. Doing I've this.
2: been. He's like, I've had a girlfriend for a couple weeks. I'm like, what? Does she know? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's awesome. So we're gonna give him a call and just like put him on the spot on yeah. the podcast. For also, he 100. shared this
4: thing on Instagram. Where he was like the perfect backyard and had a whole bunch of like... Labradors. Creatures. Yeah. Yeah, running around. So And he does not have a dog. So he is the only person in his way of having a perfect backyard. It, yes. it's
1: a It's a video of a small pool that's probably, you know, shallow on one end, uh, goes 30 feet and drops to maybe four feet. And like a hundred uh, Labradors yeah. come running out and all jump in this
4: pool. Right, And he's like, oh, the perfect backyard. And I'm like... You're you're your own worst enemy, dude. Yeah. yeah. Call him. Let's talk about it. I got to know. Does he have a dog? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else are you not telling us? <laughs> Better pick
4: up. Does he know we're recording? No. Okay.
2: He's like, everything okay? Question mark. I said it's really important.
1: You need to answer. He's not going to answer. He's going to let you in no. Joe. We're going to have to say uh, this call could be recorded for content and yeah. training purposes. Yeah.
2: Oh, he didn't pick up. Let's
1: try it again. See what happens when you get a girlfriend? <laughs> oh, as I say to two guys that are married. Three of us married. Oh, yeah. It says we all Ian Scott is unavailable.
3: What?
4: What? Did he ghost you? That's what
1: it sounds
3: like. I
2: wonder if it's because it's on my computer.
1: He doesn't know what it is? He doesn't know the number?
4: What are you saying? Oh, he's he's typing. It, he's typing. What's I'm, he gonna I'm, say? I'm
1: getting put on red.
4: <laughs> 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 he's screening your calls. Yeah. Let me... uh. He's going to be, he's like, a, he's he's gonna be like, why are you FaceTiming me? Just regular call he's him. like,
1: guys, I'm in a pool with a bunch of Labradors. So what's going on?
4: <laughs> I can't FaceTime right I now, can't. guys.
1: <laughs> in the bathroom.
2: Ian, pick up. I'm going to text him right now.
1: This is urgent. urgent.
4: You don't, Expect
1: him. nothing less from our 100th episode, boys.
4: Just tell him you have to call him from your computer and he has to answer FaceTime. He doesn't actually have to be on it.
2: I said, Ian, pick up this is urgent. I'm probably freaking him out. Good. <laughs> yeah. 100 episodes, important. Tell
4: him, tell him you need him to come pick you up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, we drive down to Santona San real, real quick? I need some. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's a true test of a friendship. I wonder if it's because
2: it's on the computer, because it says. But no, because no, we
4: hear it. You told him that we're calling. He's got yeah. an iPhone. Now, if you did that with Gabe, he'd be oh, over yeah. there forever. Android yeah. for life. Exactly. He would never get yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get it, we'd be home already this evening and be like, hey,
4: did someone text me or call me?
1: <laughs>
4: oh, while we're waiting for Ian, we are. We do have a summer of mixing going on yeah. right now.
1: Summer of mixing. What do we have today, Zach? We
4: made a Moscow mule. This is the first one I've ever had, and it's delicious, but you did it different. A little different. So, yeah, traditional Moscow mule is vodka, uh, ginger beer, and lime, and... Uh, I'll talk about my vacation to California in a couple of minutes, but when I was there, I went to an apple orchard distillery kind of place. Like they make hard ciders, but they also use their apple byproducts to make brandies and uh, flavored vodkas. So uh, while I was there, I bought the limoncello, which is like a lemon flavored vodka, and used that in a Moscow mule, and I'm digging it. Yeah, ginger beer is not something I want all the time. <laughs> Yeah, because it's weirdly spicy. Like that yeah. ginger has like a like kind of burns your throat a little. I bit. don't like ginger beer.
1: It's fighting. It is fighting o- on this drink. It's fighting a little bit because you get that limoncello. If you've ever had limoncello, it's like it's like a sour head or a, a lemon head mm-hmm. um, candy, uh, and then you you've got the the ginger beer kind of fighting with that lemon. I'm a fan of ginger beer, so this I is pretty solid. Yeah. I I like this. Um, I don't know. It's nice. Something
4: different. It's something something summer
1: mixing. Summer mixing. Doing something
4: different yeah. every week.
1: Yeah, I like, I like
2: the drink, although I don't like ginger beer. So it's like it's like average for me. Like, right. I could drink it. I could not.
4: You don't need any more, but also you're not going to You're gonna like, do you want a
2: second glass? There. I'm like, no. I'll finish this one.
4: Yeah, but you're not going to pour it down the drink.
2: Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to pour it down the drink, and I'm probably not going to get another one. Yeah. You know, I just kind of like. Yeah,
1: if, no. if given the choice between this or a whiskey sour, I'm going to go with the whiskey sour. Uh, me too. But I will say that this, if it was, you know, like it's been, 100 degrees outside I wouldn't mind knocking a couple of these out. Oh, I could drink these like a hot yeah. summer
4: day. Kind of like the mint julep from last yeah. week. Ooh, the
1: mint julep was good. <laughs> this, <laughs> could be, is good. this could be good. This to be some bad decisions on this one. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: you know, drinking yeah. that all day in the afternoon. It's all good. Man, summer mixing has been fun. Yeah, something <laughs> different.
1: Man, this is I am I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, never, not having a Moscow mule before. Um, dude, it's solid. I'll uh I will make a drink
2: for summer mixing next week. That was a creation that we created in Belize.
3: Yeah. Ooh,
2: yeah.
4: Squirt and tequila. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, yeah, I'll uh, we'll talk about that later when we talk about my Belize trip. But uh, it was it was great. Ian's yeah. still not on. Ian said one sec. Okay. What he
1: putting us on hold? on yeah, his episode. Putting
2: us, he's talking to his girlfriend or something. Oh, okay. Hey, oh, hey, yeah. babe, can I can I get on the call? My, my guys are calling. My me. guys are Are,
4: put all the, are they travers. more
2: important than me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're
4: going to dinner, babe. We're going okay. to dinner. Yeah. So then, while we're waiting, we Wait, want to try.
2: Do we want to do Gabe's whiskey before we do let's, that? I would, I
1: would like. like to. No, let's let's do it when I talk about what I've done in the summer. Let's let's keep this
4: going. I just
2: right don't
1: here. want the what insane hot.
4: Oh, we're not doing hot yet. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're not. We're just killing time until Ian can talk. Okay. No, this okay, is that's the, cool. So when I was in Georgia a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we um, my dad met this guy who was who has a YouTube channel called huh? Beach. Jerky life. And this dude, man. Well, how did he meet him? He just ran into this so, dude? So, like, when we're, when we're in the small town in Georgia, um, like, my dad had that little red truck. And there's, like, 40 little red trucks. Oh, and yeah, so people are yeah, yeah. just, like, stopping by because, like, they're Talking the about exact it. same car from the 70s that's there, you know. And this guy was running up an order of his jerky to this outfitter in um, in Georgia. And so he was just driving through the town. He stopped by. He had his camera. And so he, out of all the people there, he stopped my dad and was like, hey, what's going on? Tell me a little bit about this truck. And he mm-hmm. recorded my dad. And as a thank you for letting him record uh, my dad answering some of his questions, he gave my dad and I some flavored beef jerky that he makes. Thank you. Yeah. And so he does YouTube. I told him we had YouTube, and we mainly did a podcast. And we like to try different bourbons. And so he gave me a couple of liquor-infused beef jerkies. So this first one we are going to try is a Caribbean or Caribbean
1: rum-infused beef jerky. Did he go into detail on how he's doing it? Or he just, hey, it's rum-infused, and I you were have, like, I'm sold. Yeah,
4: he was like, beef, free beef jerky? I mean, he kind of Free gave beef right jerky,
1: there. and it's got booze in and it. And it's got booze in it. Done. And that's
4: actually, I think that's exact, his exact words. He was like, it's beef jerky, and it's got booze in it. I was like... I'm done. done. Yep. So this one is uh, Caribbean Rum. Again, the company is Beach Jerky Life. Uh, oh,
1: wow. This is, like, it's it's soft. It's not, it's
2: not it's super. It's good jerky.
4: And in every bag of beef jerky, he includes a flosser. Because everyone knows you get that little bit of... Uh, I love this beef jerky.
1: And I will say that flosser is because in its own individual thing, so don't think that it's it just hanging it's around.
2: Like a, it's chewable. Right? Yeah, it's soft. I hate, like, beef jerky that's right. like you just have to, like, gnaw on it all yeah. day.
1: No, when I when I saw you take that, you pulled a piece off, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good.
2: Yeah. You mm.
4: know, we weren't fighting it. And the flavor is good. This is good stuff. Sweet
1: almost like uh brown sugar. I was it's like yeah.
4: kind of like a teriyaki
1: like a teriyaki brown mm-hmm. sugar. Mm. That rum's not I'd order some of this. Yeah. yeah honestly. That, that rum's not heavy. In fact, the whole flavoring, it's not super heavy or overbearing. You no. you taste that it's jerky. Dude, this is uh I could. Good. I feel like I could especially you driving around as much as you do. You see where you have a couple of bags of these. Yeah. But it yeah. goes away pretty quick.
4: That's good stuff, man. And that beef jerky is really tender.
1: Yeah, very good.
4: Dude, beef jerky life. That's the stuff, man.
2: Oh, yeah. I'd buy some of that for sure. So that How was much the, does it cost? What's a bag of jerky? Actually, cost? I don't know.
4: Eight, nine bucks, maybe? Oh, that's it's, okay. It's free. Oh, it's on there. Twelve ninety nine. dollars Oh, 12 99 Okay. For the bigger bag. And then, I don't know... I have two small small bags of the hottest beef jerky ever.
1: That's what it says. It's not that Zach's saying it's the hottest beef jerky ever. We have not
4: tried it, and we are going to. It is on the bag. But there are warnings everywhere. And when you read the ingredients, in case you guys were wondering, Please. It has a Carolina Reaper mash, which means it is a mash of Carolina Reaper peppers, scorpion peppers, habaneros, cayenne powder, uh, pineapple juice, ghost peppers. All right.
2: All right, boys. Ian's in. All right, we'll yeah. come back to this because I am scared.
5: Yeah, Man. I got two seconds. I am at a restaurant. What's up?
2: Hey, dude! So we're recording the hundredth episode right now. Oh, dude! The hangout, up? and we wanted to include you in the show and say what's up.
5: What's up, guys? Hey,
2: can
1: uh, you can you go in the restaurant and do a a, a, a water uh, review?
5: Just for old time states,
1: old time.
2: I will states?
5: try. I will try. <laughs> it's my buddy's birthday, so I only have like ten seconds. But- hey. Hey, so,
2: yeah, we, uh, we got your girlfriend announcement. Would you elaborate?
5: No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not.
4: Okay, and we have one other question. We yeah. saw earlier today that you posted on Instagram that the perfect backyard would include lo- a bunch of golden retrievers in a pool. Um, yes. My question is, did you know that you are the only person in your way of making that dream come true? <laughs> That's
5: true. I've just got to pay for the pool first. Yeah, you can get a free can, golden retriever. You can
4: get a kiddie pool and then get a golden retriever. Yeah, This dream could be reality tomorrow.
1: To, to tomorrow you are got to make this done. Yeah, now also, is there anything else? This is the 100th episode. Is there anything else that you want to share to the fans, everybody listening today?
5: Uh, Bass fishing on the fly isn't that hard, so stop whining.
2: <laughs> 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 hey, Ian, remember at the hunt this past year, we did the hottie hole hangout, and we gave you uh, a... Yeah. We gave you a little recording and, like, uh, you know, promoted your singleness. Uh, Did that help you in getting a girlfriend?
5: Absolutely not. And and no, it it is correct. I'm sorry if she hears this, but no. (laughs) Sorry, ladies. Uh, This, yeah. I don't know. Things can change, though. Uh, hope, I, hope, <laughs> I hope they don't But because she is wonderful and amazing. But, um, yeah, sorry, fly fishing ladies. Uh, the pool just got smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dang, man. Dang. Just the confidence flowing out. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. this. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: Ian, uh, have fun at your friend's birthday party, and thanks for being part of our 100th episode. We miss having yeah. you on the show.
5: Yeah, I miss you guys, too. We'll talk soon. All right, bye
2: worth awesome. <laughs> uh, it! Yes, oh, yeah. That was I'm glad yeah. we did
1: that. Me too. Put him on the spot. Here, let's
2: let's call Cliff. You know, I said I wouldn't. No, why not? Yeah, him. And while
1: we're waiting, let's try our next let's one. Try the whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Let's try, try the, the bourbon. So, okay, you. so this is the bourbon whiskey flavored or infused.
4: Yeah, tender brisket.
1: Okay, does it have any other flavoring? Where this one was rum, it just says whiskey.
4: Nope. Okay. Great. Yep. That was Caribbean rum. This one just says whiskey.
1: Dude, this uh, the rum one. That I mean, good. you you could sit there and just eat. It's soft. It's not super chewy. That's addicting.
4: Right? All right. Let's see. Okay. Not bad. Let's
1: see. If we're going to pass this one around. So get a you nice to, little I'll smell. take a piece
4: of that. Still just as t- tender. as the other one.
1: Different flavor. Hey,
4: hey,
2: Cliff, so uh, I should give you warning. We are live on the Honey Hole Hangout podcast right now, episode 100. With Cliff. With Cliff. Hey. Hey, Cliff. Hey, sorry to throw you in the spotlight without warning, but uh, we just we just wanted to give you a chance. You've been part of the show. You were part of the show for a long, long time, and uh, I didn't know if you had any words of wisdom that you wanted to share with the listeners.
4: Words of wisdom over the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. In regards to what, starting a podcast or like just in general? Like what's what's some words you live by it, today?
5: It, it it depends. It depends. It depends. It depends. What do you it want to It does show? depend, and I'm sorry is a lot <laughs> these days. And then uh
4: Huh? Showing you the fifty states? Pretty much.
2: (laughs) Cliff, we're looking forward to the uh, crane hunt this year.
4: Yeah, I need to follow up a little bit on that. Um, I know I have it written down on the calendar. It's going to be... I think we chose earlier in November this time. Yeah, we did. I need to to re-pull that up. We need to get Zach
2: and Gabe on it this year, too.
4: Yeah, we're going, right? Uh, I mean, I think I think that there's two spots open y'all need to talk with. I don't know if Jeremy or what Evan's plan is going to be or Ian's plan. So y'all might could buy them off of them. I don't know. Well, Ian has okay. a girlfriend now, so
2: it's questionable. <laughs> when Ian get a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> we found out yesterday. We found out yesterday, dude. Apparently, he's had one for weeks. Hold on. Let me... I'll call y'all right back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. hey, Cliff, don't call us back, man. We'll we'll talk later. We just had Ian on. We're gonna let you run, but I'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you soon. All right, all right, all right. Later, man. Bye, dude. Bye.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: Oh, man started started. Uh, I don't know. Started. He's gonna be blown up on his call. Hey, his, his cell phone it's like. I'm trying to party, guys. I like, yeah. like, can't answer this. <laughs> wow, wow. This is good. This other jerky's good. It is I think the rum is, rum better, is than, better than the whiskey.
4: But the whiskey's good. It Ooh. is.
1: Whiskey's good, still a little bit more uh, brown sugar flavoring to it, but I think I would still choose the rum.
4: Yeah, it's it, you can taste a little bit more like like a smokiness mm-hmm. almost in the bourbon mm-hmm. or the whiskey. Both ones. are
1: fantastic. Yeah. If you gave me a bag, I I would like heck yeah. Oh, I'd yeah, I'd eat, the, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd eat both of these. Hey, yeah. Oh man, these are solid.
4: And I bet he has a whole bunch of different like crazy unique flavors too. I you bet you're right.
1: We'll post it I'll post we'll post it on though. Yeah. On the deal. Beach
4: jerky life but that is
1: awesome a little tag flosser included and here later in the show we'll we'll rip open this yeah hottest Landon beef jerky
4: ever you know what landon's over there picking at his tea so would you like the flosser
2: uh no it's okay because oh, okay. we're not done trying beef jerky Ooh. oh that's a good point it, yeah. you know that's a good point yeah i'll save it you know and i don't know if i want to use the flosser after the hot because i feel like i'd just be pushing it into my gums more
4: you make yourself bleed and you get that, you know, scorpion pepper right yeah. into your mouth. Yeah. I Meaning you just be
2: hallucinating. Right the bloodstream. Right. Be hallucinating. <laughs> exactly.
1: Man, that's it's, I'm glad we made those two calls and now Ian is in is getting just getting bombarded and like <laughs> yeah. I, like, us, I like how Cliff was like, Should've Hey, I'm gonna, I know
2: where I'm live with you guys on a podcast right now, but I'm gonna call you right back. I gotta call Ian. Yeah, I'm gonna, hang yeah. Up I'm gonna yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, man. They also have tequila beef jerky okay, and draft ale, or beer beef jerky.
1: Pass. I don't know.
4: Tequila might be good. It might be like lime or citrusy. Yes. Yeah, the citrusy, know. okay. Yeah.
1: The beer one, I don't know.
4: Yeah. I mean, I'm probably... Unless it's like a beer salt flavor one, which would be good.
1: You know, it could be. Well, yeah. it looks like we're just going to have to put an order in.
4: And he has a bunch of exotic jerkies like, you know, shark, gator, kangaroo, python. Ooh, kangaroo. Rabbit, oh. camel, elk, venison. So that the elk
1: one's pretty good. Oh
4: that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, why Gabe prepares our next drink that we're gonna try, why don't we got a we got a call from an old friend? uh we did didn't we? Yeah he left us a little audio recording. Yeah we're gonna
0: we're gonna play that.
4: Okay, let's
0: see. This here wood tip pickle chip give tip wood tip. Uh you know boys it's been a while. All right you know like always okay got things going on all right you know it's been hot all right, been hot, and I just don't move around like I used to, you know, really want to stay in the AC, all right, if I'm being honest, okay, because it's just too damn hot out there, all right, and, you know, the Jeep, you know, she don't move as fast as she used to, so, you know, that AC in the Jeep don't, you know, it ain't working, okay, I'll just say it, it ain't working, all right, you know what I'm saying, you've seen it, you've seen it, you know what I'm saying talking about, while but uh, anyhow well boys you know hey listen all right y'all done y'all done uh sent me a message all right and said hey you know we ain't heard from you in a while and i was like well you know you know got things going on we got groceries to get all right like always we're killing pigs oh you know we're not killing as many right now because you know they like to come out at night when it's when it's cooler you know and you know if 94 degrees is cooler okay <laughs> all right but it is you know it is it's colder but uh anyhow but yeah we're doing good boys and uh, you know i'm proud of you boys all right i'm proud you know y'all done made it to a hundred episodes okay a hundred episodes i mean who would have thought right okay? <laughs> who really i mean really who'd have thought okay all right you know because it was touch and go i don't know if you boys remember in the beginning okay because i do all right you know i remember in the beginning you know y'all had them games y'all would play okay and y'all would do like Honey hole pot, uh, you know, booty points or something goofy. I don't even oh, know. Yeah, and I was pots, like, "Boys, where are y'all boys from? Austin or something?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, one of y'all are. You know, I bet he. You know, he's probably all right. But uh, but, uh you know, you know what really got me. All right, what really got me was, you know, the the, the whiskey. All right, I'll be honest with you, the whiskey. So, you know, kind of miss that. Y'all are doing this, uh, you know, this new thing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still listening. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all are doing this new thing where, you know, you drink some fancy drink. You know what I'm saying? And you got your pinky up in the air when you're drinking (laughs) it. Yeah, y'all gonna have to get back to, you know, just drinking some bourbon. You know what I'm saying? We just need to get back to some bourbon. You know, we honestly, you know, it'd be, you know, you know, it was touch and go in the beginning. All right. But you know, you boys done all right from the start. You know, y'all deserve a hundred episodes. Really? Y'all deserve a hundred. Cause you know, y'all, you know, y'all got to the end of bourbon. Okay. And y'all, y'all talked about knives. Okay. I mean. Ain't nobody ever heard of no Texaco knife when y'all first started, but now you do. Okay. <laughs> now you do. You know, now you do. And, and things are doing good. You know, things are doing good. But, uh, anyhow, was, uh, yeah, we're doing good. And, uh, I'm glad you boys are doing good. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I miss, I think I miss that old Georgia fella a little bit, okay? And really, just because the Southern resonates with me, all right? You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, you know, we still ain't really figured out where you boys are from, all right? But, you know, y- you know y'all are good good guys, good guys, okay? You know what I'm saying? But, uh, anyhows, but, you know, y'all... Y'all are still, you know, y'all probably still a lot better than some of them Yankees that come down from up there. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, but they're good people. They like to kill pigs, you know. And so, uh, anyhow, so, uh you know, we're doing good. We're doing good. But, uh, you know what? I'm proud of you boys. All right. Y'all hang in there. All right. Keep doing your thing but anyhow so yeah that's pretty much it boys pretty much it you know and I'm gonna get me a little uh get me a little scotch going here in just a minute and uh you know I'm gonna go sit and listen to my pump jacks all right because that's what uh you know that's what I, what I do at three o'clock in the morning okay? I mean really you know you get to an age where you just kind of sleep when you want to and you're awake when you want to all right, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, anyhow, so, uh, you know, boys, here's the deal. All right, I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, bourbon, all right, cigars, okay, some pump jacks, all right, and a Zebco 33. That's all you need, all right? So, anyhow, you boys keep it up. I'm proud of you, all right? I'm going to get to tearing here in just a minute, all right? Okay. I'm but uh, anyhow, well, this here's Wood Tip Pickle Chip, and you boys have a wonderful week. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Wood Tip. Dude, awesome. Awesome. It's
2: been a while since we've heard from him. It was nice. Well,
1: we promise we'll get back on the whiskey run soon. Yeah.
4: After the summer of mixing. And then After we'll, the
1: th- and, and summer of mixing, and then I think as we start getting into the fall, start jumping into more scotches, I think would be nice. As Ooh, we, round, you know we round, as we start getting colder weather.
2: I could like, yeah.
4: I could find a good scotch that I like. Or, got,
2: yeah. or, hear me out on this. Uh-oh. I just got back from Belize. There was a lot of rum involved in this trip. Okay, so we, we still, still
1: got to stretch before it's going to get colder. So yeah, maybe we we, we finish our summer yeah. mixing, get into the rum, yeah, and then and rum could even be part of that. Rum could even be part of that, and we'll we'll jump into we'll finish up as we get colder in the scotches. And because yeah. like, I got, I have a number of scotches that are aged in wine casks, and they mm. are fantastic. What 40 what do you, do you consider
2: cold? I mean, because like under 95 degrees, 90 right under sixty degrees, under sixty five been over 100
1: like every day oh, oh man! i mean it's just gross yeah i walked outside in my underwear just to you know go get you something out of license. my car just to go get the paper yeah i didn't care <laughs> i did not care i'm like it is way too hot to put pants on put it shorts is, on
4: but kim wasn't allowed she's like no no please put, put pants on before you sit on the couch i'm like why i oh. just took a shower how long have y'all been married Four years.
1: Oh, I see. I'm. I'm. We're on like fifteen, seventeen, almost. So when 20 can I together. start wearing
4: underwear on the couch? Do you...
1: Soon enough. <laughs> okay. I giving. I'm giving just, you like two years. Just do it, Zach. Do it enough. Like just. It's almost like it. it be, you just. You keep doing it. You keep doing it until one day she's like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's fine." And then <laughs> it's fine. Then you're straight. Just wear it down. <laughs> yeah. Just wear it down. <laughs> and then and then it's done.
2: Or invite her to join you and be like, "See how nice this is." It Every is. time.
4: Every time. But it's declined. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how, see how you're there hey, you're almost there yeah, ac's there. blowing right I think
1: we're good, <laughs> yeah guys. right just get a yeah. fan just blow it out right yeah it's like, it's it feels nice yeah. exactly
2: <laughs> yeah shoot it's been hot enough you almost need to even inside <laughs> <A real laughs> joke yeah so hot um all right gabe so we have a very special whiskey this week we're doing two reviews but this one's a little different little special I'm gonna have Gabe kind of tell us what's going on.
1: This one is a very special thing. A couple of episodes ago, um, we talked about our trip to doing the real recovery. Uh, I think this was back in April, uh, and one of the things that came up on the stories I told is is one of the gentlemen that I w- was fishing with um, worked out. Uh, I had a bottle of Blantons with me that I was going to give to our host, uh, but we ended up giving it to because uh, our host. Couldn't make it that weekend, so there's all this stuff aligned to get to this point, and um, for him to get this, he was uh, a really he really loved Blanton's, and and when I gave him the bottle, he looked at me and was like, "I, I thought I had my last one." It's been like it would have been two years uh, since he had his his last bottle uh, that he had in the house. Uh, and so we, we gave him, we gave him that right as the, the thing ended and, you know, just to, to see his face and knowing that, you know, early on in it, we weren't sure if he was going to, you know, really enjoy this, if this was going to affect them. not that he was pushing back, but you know, he was, he was going through a lot. He had uh, stage four, uh, pancreatic cancer and, uh, kind of already been given the time and he had already surpassed that time. Um, but I was notified, um, we were notified by his wife early on, uh, this month that, uh, that Brad Fair had passed away. And right before he, you know, we got this news, actually about two weeks prior, Brad had sent me a, um, flask with an aged bourbon, um, whiskey that he had aged in his, um, in his garage in one of those aging barrels So I, I can't remember what he did I think he mentioned that you know, in our talks about what he was doing In his garage uh, That he had a couple of things So I, I think it might have been a little bit of blend of stuff uh, I, I don't remember But he sent me this awesome uh, Flask uh, laser engraved With camp capers And uh, he marked it as dad's Private reserve That's how he marked it um, 2022 And last week on se- um uh, last weekend, uh, I drove up to um, uh, up to um, uh, College Station uh, to attend his funeral, and uh, you know, I, I when I walked in, there was a lot of people. There was over a hundred people, and I, I when I saw his wife, I, I wasn't sure if he she remembered me. And off the bat, like the two people she was talking with, hadn't even kind of said bite her, and she was already looking at me and going, "Gabe, I'm I'm so thankful that you came." And, um, and it was a a cool, we, we talked there for a good 15 minutes and, um, you know, we talked about it. She talked about how much he really enjoyed the time that he was there with the group, um, with the real recovery retreat that weekend, uh, and even privately on some private messages, um, has he had a, a, Facebook group specifically for his journey through, uh, the cancer treatments and everything. He, uh, I talked to several of his other buddies privately uh, through through online messenger and they all kind of said the same thing, how much he talked about the the retreat, you know, fishing with me uh, and how much he, he meant, um, how much that retreat meant for him and it, it was just such a, a cool thing to see and after talking with his wife for about 15 minutes, she was running doing some other stuff. Uh, but you know I sat down waiting for the for the ceremony to start and right before it started she actually brought her rest of her family over to me and and was just so happy to introduce me to to his you know his daughters and, and everybody else in this family that was there um, and they all you know thank thank me for for being involved um, you know with him and he, he just talked highly of it and i think that that's the other thing there's a lot of times where we don't talk to these guys and we're really here yeah they might do a little survey afterward we'll call them later and and that but that that one was was definitely someone that was really you know really enjoyed that weekend and it brought a lot of joy and and was allowing him to you know talk about it um you know, before unfortunately him in passing. But it was an awesome ceremony. A lot you know his brothers talked, his friends talked about, you know, all his fishing stuff and and his fishing stories. Uh it was fantastic. So what we have in front of us, gentlemen, is part of Brad's uh dad's private reserve as he called it. And uh just give a toast to a cool guy, a cool weekend. Cheers to the hundredth episode.
2: Cheers to the hundredth episode and um cheers, cheers to Brad. Brad. Love
1: you, yeah. buddy. And uh, check it out. It's real fruity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And this was this was in one of the little small kegs because the keg was there at the ceremony. In fact, what was cool is when you walked into the, the funeral, and I believe he ended up getting he was cremated, but as you walked in, they had a couple of tables with stuff. And they had the little barrel that he had aged it and it was seared... You know, Dad's Reserve. Oh, that's cool. You know, so the, the barrel was there that he had aged it in. And then uh, another table had his real recovery stuff. It had his hat with all the guys that signed it. It had the, you know, the the flies and stuff that he had gotten. Oh, the fly box. The fly box. and cool. stuff. And I know some of our listeners
2: tied flies for that box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it. And then, like, it's cool to hear full circle like some of the guys that listen to this show tied flies that went in that box that were meant so much to him that were at his funeral he
1: had some hunting stuff but that was a third of the stuff that was there that he wanted to have there mm-hmm. and his wife was very like did you see his stuff? He, you know he wanted his stuff out and, and to people to see and and it was there so you know again you i'm bummed out some of the other guys couldn't come Mm-hmm. but i'm you know I rented a car I drove early that that Saturday morning three hours to Brian and then you know drove right around three hours back and that was father's day weekend well, so it was good I'm glad I went it was amazing amazing thing and and to have something you know that that was sent to us um that we're enjoying today that he did it was fantastic yeah
2: well thank you for going Cabe. yeah I know it and sounds like that meant a lot to the family yeah. And it's cool to keep that connection with who you your fishing buddy, you know, all the way through. That's and, really and it's thank really you for special. sharing this as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. No man, this is this is cool. I mean, you can tell it's got a little kick to it. It's hot. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's hot. Is. It's very hot. <laughs> it
1: is. Man, I'm is. glad we
2: didn't do the uh, hot jerky before this because that would reignite oh, no. all the heat. oh yeah. No, yeah,
1: we
4: that would waste this. Yeah,
1: but this is, you know, yeah. this is a, a lot better than than Blanton's. Sorry, Brad, but this whatever you made here is pretty tasty. But yeah, it's it's got a little kick, which I don't. I'm not surprised for it being it, it blended and aged in a in a a Texas garage because
4: it's evaporating the water more, leaving it's it hot. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's hotter weather you're dealing with, hotter yeah. temps that it's really pulling. But
4: yeah, yeah, this is it. Is uh, good. it tastes good though. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's very fruity. It's really sweet, especially in, like on that first sip.
1: Yeah. Got some legs on it. It's good. A little bit of sweet in the back end, but um, not a not a bad thing for uh, for a couple little bits of jerky we've already eaten. Yeah. <laughs> so no. for sure, not at all, for sure. But yeah, good it was stuff. it was um uh, it was a cool. You don't just want me to jump in the rest of the week.
4: Yeah, go ahead. Just so that in. was
1: that was Saturday, and I got back because Father's Day uh was that weekend did
4: you have your fathers day
1: so yeah we did so i i it was a busy day of driving to bryan did that i was there for literally an hour and a half cuz i had to get back into town and even driving back to town uh I, I went through all the small little little towns and i had to stop by uh just in round top texas is a small little small town literally like a little there's like a little square and that's where the Roy- Royers Pie Haven is located, and is one of my favorite pie places in Texas, in the world. Uh-huh. Fantastic! Their their pecan pie is the best I've ever had, and anytime I can stop in that little town is great. And it's also known for the fact that they have uh, twice a year they have a big. Um, What do they call that? Like where you're selling used stuff, like refurbished, you know, used stuff. um, Like like, uh, an antique show, but it's three miles long. What? It is three miles long. So when you're driving outside of town, they have these big warehouses and stuff. and, And when everyone's there, I don't know how many thousands of vendors are in this thing. But it is it is cool to see when there's vendors there because people are parking the sidewalk. It's an all day, all weekend event uh, there in, in Round Top. But uh, stopped, uh, drove around, and went home. Uh, had to get back in town because I was taking my dad to wrestling so we did <laughs> yeah. we did wrestling again uh towards the uh that that late night evening in, in the uh, downtown san antonio for a uh, random wrestling event in a random gym someplace that maybe only 30 people were there but we had for five bucks you got ringside seats and for a $5 donation, you could buy alcohol. Or you could buy a drink, a, a you know, can of beer. It was fantastic. So watched some wrestling. Uh, and then later in the week, I went fishing with Zach. Uh, we went out uh, to... Uh, Zach Harris, who was Zach on Harris, Harris, who was last week's who was on Yeah. So we didn't, we ended up in any, we didn't end up going to, to Austin, but we ended up going out to Bernie fishing that stretch. Had fun, slayed fish. Water was real down, um, you know, which kind of stunk. Got a really nice largemouth bass on uh, on my. Uh Euronymphing rod. You did. It was a it nice was day. It was really yeah. nice. And Zach killed it on uh, knocking out catfish. <laughs> he got a <laughs> couple of big cats. Nice. That was Using nice.
4: Using your euronymphing technique?
1: No, no. He was, I can't remember what he, he was tossing. I know he was dredging some stuff. But, um, but yeah, it was a good day. We caught a lot of fish. Uh, once it got past 1130, man, it was, it Dead. was yeah, water not moving very much. As much as when I took y'all, you know, we had current. There were some spots here. It was just really Why do you rough. guys
4: think, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, I've caught more cats, and more people have caught cats in the last month than I think I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: I just could be lower water, just moving around. Do You think scabaging. it's going lower water? That's something you can think of. Probably flies are getting in front of them more with the yeah. lower water. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, so so it's easier th- to access them. We did that, and then uh, took the girls down to the coast. So hung up at Pins, went to Pins, uh, caught a, a hooks game, and. Uh, nice. Uh, a know, yeah, it was you know nothing like having a water burger at Waterburger Stadium, it's just amazing. Yep. So, ooh, you know,
2: that sounds like a bucket list thing. Oh, man. it is,
1: dude. We're sitting there eating a water burger, watching, watching baseball, baseball, and and that field. I mean, you see the you see the the causeway or whatever. You see the the big bridge uh, out there in right field. I mean, it's such a cool a cool cool field. So we did that. Uh, hung, hung on the beach, didn't really see anything cool. Took the took the fly rod, didn't do too much with it. Um but yeah, I mean just ate a bunch of seafood. And had a good we'll, time? Yeah, had a good time on the drive back. We uh we went to Goliad. We went to La Bahia. Mm-hmm. Uh so if you guys aren't aware of that, it's uh it's one of the I guess places in Texas history where there was a massacre during uh the siege at the Alamo.
4: Yeah, the Battle of Goliad. Yeah. Well uh, yeah.
1: Well it wasn't really it's, it's, well, I guess it was kind of a battle, but y- you know, they, they end up surrendering and they're held captive about a hundred and something, 125, 136 guys, something like that, and then they end up being executed and massacred. Um, and becomes a little bit of a call where most people talk about, you know, remember the Alamo. They also were screaming, "Remember Goliad, remember all that." So, um, and yeah, so that that's such a cool thing. And you can, I was. Texting you guys, that's one of the places where you can actually. Uh, there's a four person uh, little cabin on the campus. They lock you in at night, and they they turn on the lights. So you have it's a little fort that you can spend the night at and bring your own food and just chill out on the property.
4: That's is cool. It, is it like a ghost thing, or is I, it it?
1: Can, I mean, I would think it kind of is, right. but but you know it, the the place isn't too big. There's a nice there's a nice little chapel. Uh, and then there's the, the little main corridor at the You front. bring cots or something? Uh, well, they have, like, bunk beds. It's just, like, a little suite. Okay. And, uh, you know, you can bring your coolers and stuff. But but when you walk out, it's just, like, a little fort where there's just this big, you know, acreage of just you, where you're walled in. You can't really jump out. Um, so it's a it's a cool thing. I think that would be a, a cool thing to do. Uh, and you just call, and, and they put you – they have a calendar, and they put you on, and – and then you show up that day, and you camp know you, out, hang, you camp or, out, yeah. And then uh, we had dinner there. I forget, I think it's Kathy's Diner there at the at the square in in Goliad. One of the best chicken fried steaks I've had. Uh, fantastic, not huge, just a nice, nice cutlet. The the her her gravy was delicious. Uh, they were out of pie, so couldn't try the pie place, but uh, made it back into town. So it was a good, it was a cool, cool week off. You know to to go and do that So it was an eventful thing You know ups and downs, sadness and all that But coast was beautiful, water was great It was cooler on the beach Than it was here in town By at least a good 10 15 degrees Um, Kid saw her first water spout We were walking there at uh, Packery, The Packery Flats Mm -hmm. And looking out on Friday morning And sure enough a couple miles out You could see this little water spout coming down halfway She thought that was the craziest Mm -hmm. thing yeah, so she you know stuff she hadn't seen, and it was just a fun. It was a fun trip. Um, it was a fun. It was a fun you know again eventful week, eventful ten days of stuff. Nice for sure, for sure. But glad to be back and get back at it, and hopefully with a little bit of this rain this week, might try to sneak out this weekend with a three day weekend.
4: Be a little bit nicer. It'd be a little bit nicer. Oh, so hopefully, yeah,
1: that might work. So we'll see. You. Keep you posted. Keep watching the Instagram page and we'll put up more pictures. We'll see what happens.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, Zach. Tell us about your week. Ooh, so okay. First things first, Kunalai went to look at a house and we bought that house. Nice. So, Congratulations, boys. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, technically we closed tomorrow. But um Yeah, we're excited. We love the house, it's a little bit older of a home and I don't know. It's just it's it's really cute, it's really great. Uh, we'll start moving in tomorrow, and it should be awesome.
2: Yeah, awesome. Where's it at?
4: Um, like north, northwest San Antonio. Okay. Uh, okay. So not too far from where we're at now. It's really close to where we both work, and um, but it's still close enough to the highway, close enough to like hop on I-10 and yeah. you know, go fish or go downtown for like climbing or, or stuff like that. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we like it. Uh, Sunday, we went to the Witty Museum, and I haven't been there since I was a kid. Since they redid it. Yes. Okay, I have not been there since, it's like... It's so cool. Yeah, it's cooler. Yeah, last time I went there was 20 years ago, and it was, like, a field trip in, in elementary school. And I liked it, but it was, it was very kid-centric yeah. 20 years ago. Like, they had a big treehouse, and each level had things, and, like, they had, like, one dinosaur part, and it was very small, mm-hmm. and they had, like, a dinosaur skull and, like, a dinosaur foot, right? But we went... And it is like the coolest museum. They have like whole wings of like Texas natural history stuff of like different ecosystems in Texas. And they have um, all the dinosaurs they found in Texas and they have like diff- all the indigenous people. And um, it's so cool. It is. Honestly, like if you, have not, if you are near San Antonio and you have not been to the Witty Museum recently, It is totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially kids, young, old. It is, there's enough for everybody. And they give a fantastic educator discount um, as well, which is really cool. Uh, And they have, right now they have a poison discount. like poison and venom section going oh, on. Oh, yeah, okay. So like a special. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. it's all about like poison frogs or like how people have used poisons to either like hurt people or how like we've actually done a whole bunch of scientific research to like cure diseases by using different poisons and toxins and stuff. And um, they have like a Harry Potter section and like a Wicked Witch section. So it's, it was it was a very neat museum and I hadn't been to there in years and kind of lie, just on a whim. We're like, hey, let's go to the witty. And it was totally worth it. Um, and then uh, Tuesday, I flew out to California. I've been out there in a couple of years, as you guys know. Giants are my baseball team because my family is from the Bay Area, so that's where I flew out to. And um, I just caught out caught up with my great aunt, and my great uncle, who are pretty much my grandparents, on my mom's side. Like that's who I always stayed with. That's who I've always been in contact with. That's it's just that's who has been like filled that role for me on that side. Gotcha. Um, and so went out there with my mom and uh, we just kind of hung out. A lot of it was just kind of like doing a little bit of nothing. You know, we did like the old Sacramento, which is kind of like a, like a little down, old downtown square. They have like shops and stuff. Um, seven years ago when my grandma passed away, I flew out there and my mom just needed to get away for the day. Like, right, it was the day after the funeral, and she was like, I just got to drive and get out there. So we went east more into the valley of, of California where things start to get greener and really like pine trees and you kind of almost get to Yosemite. And we found this – we literally just stumbled across this um, hard cider distillery place where they have a whole bunch of apple orchards, and they're using their apples to make a bunch of different things. And it's called Indigeny. And they make a bunch of really good products. Um, specifically, their hard ciders are really good. And when we were out there seven years ago, they said, oh, we're making uh, brandy. They actually had the distillery going, but they weren't ready for it yet. We, we were seeing it being distilled, but they hadn't actually uh, bottled anything. So my mom and I went back out there this trip and we we're like, okay, we're going to try the brandy and we're going to get a bottle. We get there. We're trying the flight of all their ciders and we try the brandy. And unfortunately, <laughs> it was not good. Okay. It was, you know, we obviously we're more bars. Is there bourbon, a brandy that you like? So I don't know. I've only had a few brandies, and typically yep. they're like they're sweeter, you know.
1: Yeah, some some can get a little rough because I, I did bring that South African one that,
4: early on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey. I'm sorry, I did bring one of the South African ones, uh, that K, KVW, I think, and yeah, they, some of them can be really good. Um, and, and some of them can be a little rough.
4: Yeah, and so this one was probably more rough. They make it with apples and um, like their apple byproduct, and it just, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but my mom gave me this liquor. She does not like liquor at all, and she was like, is this what brandy's supposed to taste like? I was like, oh, this is not really what brandy's to taste like. You know? And so we didn't get a bottle of that, but they did have some limoncellos and stuff like that to try, and um, so I ended up buying a bottle of that, knowing that we're doing the summer of mixing, and that's how we ended up with our lemon-flavored vodka to make our Moscow. That, that limoncello is, is pretty good. It is. Yeah. If you guys just want to try that straight, you're more than welcome I'll to I'll try to, it straight. Go 100%. Get, go, go get a little bit. It's good. Um, uh, if you want to put a little bit of ice in it, because it's really good chilled. Okay. Um, but so we did that. Then we saw Jurassic World again, because my, <laughs> my aunt, she loves seeing movies, and she hadn't seen that. She was waiting.
1: How did you like it the second way around?
4: You know what? Actually, I want to say I enjoyed it more because my expectations were low going into it. Yeah, And, like, I knew they were super excited, and I also knew that the first part of it was going to be kind of crazy and kind of boring at the same time, you know? Yeah. And But it's um, kind of
1: one of those things where you, you kind of, like, you've already set yourself away from exactly those expectations, and it's a, was it, it was fun?
4: Yeah, it was okay, fun. Cool. So, I actually, I did enjoy it um, the second time around. And then we watched Uncharted which okay. I hadn't seen yet, which was good. Okay. And then um, we watched Doctor Strange for my second time, the new one.
1: Okay, I haven't seen that one yet. It's okay. on the list.
4: I won't say anything. That's okay. Outside of saying, I really enjoyed it the second time. I know, like we, I think we talked about it a little bit. Landon wasn't the biggest fan of it. You did like a lot. Okay, okay. never mind. But you're for sure, the second time you're like, "Yeah, I liked I'm in. Even it even more awesome. than the first time." Okay. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then, um, as you guys know, a big baseball fan, I'm trying to see all the stadiums. Mm-hmm. So the 11th stadium on my list was the A's stadium. Otherwise known as the Coliseum. Yeah. So we hop on the BART in Dublin, and then we take that. So if you guys know what BART is, is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's their monorail system. Okay. On that, take it in, and what's cool about the BART literally stops right in front of the Coliseum where you have a walkway to the front gate. Oh, wow! So we got off the BART, go into the Coliseum, and my mom says she went there in 1970 no, like 1976, 1977, Mm -hmm. and she said it looks the exact same. (laughs) And it (laughs) looks like it looks the exact same. (laughs) You look, you look back on the old pictures of it, or what, right? Uh, so I it just Everything is very concrete. It is very stained of, like, old concrete. There's not, like, the attractions that all the other, like, newer ballparks Mm -hmm. have. Like, oh, we got the Jack Daniels room, or we got the Captain Morgan's room, or we got this and that, you know. It is very much like, you are here, get your hot dog, sit down, (laughs) and watch the game, you know. (laughs) And uh, so... We go in, and uh, it is very it's very old, but it's not like Wrigley old where it's like, oh, wow, I'm in baseball, you know, fame okay. right yeah. now. It's like, this is like mid-70s old, and it's like it hasn't been updated. <laughs> you know, Everything's very gray. Um, but it's part of it. Is that, I mean, it gives, it gives it the character. It definitely had character. It's just weird when, like, my favorite team was right across the bay, and they have one of the nicest stadiums in the league, you know. Yeah. But I'm trying to see all the stadiums. That being said... The thing I did love about it is because the fans are rooting against the A's right now because their management is awful. So, we sat behind home plate for $60 a ticket. Hell yeah. Yes, which was freaking awesome. So, being a baseball fan, they played the Mariners, um, which I didn't care who who they were playing. I was like... I get to sit behind home plate at a price that I can afford and I'm at a major league game so I loved every minute of it. That's so cool. We got, um, we got, I had beers, I had hot dogs, I got a new hat. It was fantastic. Awesome. And, uh, what, what is funny though is that like, because like, only like twenty percent of the seats are actually sold. People are everywhere making sure you're in the right seat. Like, oh, okay, if you, everybody's they, jumping around. Exactly. They don't want you buying like a cheap seat and coming up. To the which is even,
1: seat. which is even more so. Like, I don't, I don't like ownership. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I yeah. think that's part of baseball is sneaking out out of the fourth inning and going, "Hey, there's chairs down there. Let's go." Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
4: Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. And, um, but uh, they are also they were. The people who worked there were good because it was a hot day. Actually, it was like only like seventy-eight, but we were in the like yeah. the sun, you know. To them, it's a of, yeah. and and my grandparents are older, and so they're like, "Hey, like you guys are more than welcome to go move to any shaded seat right over there, um, you know, just to get out of the sun." So they did that. But the other cool thing what was almost a cool thing is that the A's were eight innings into a no hitter.
3: Oh no! Way. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah.
4: He was seven innings into a perfect game, but then he got a, uh, a a walk in the seventh inning. But then he was still getting the no-hitter going into the eighth inning. And literally, I think he made it through the first two batters, and then he lost it. Ugh. And all because like, some guy who was sitting in front of me was like, give it to us. And the pitcher's name was like Freddie something. And he was like, we deserve this, Freddie." Freddy. <laughs> We deserve this. <laughs> you can be the one to give it to us. Give it to us, Freddie. I'm like, you don't know. We don't talk about it until it happens. Yeah. You even don't in say that. a word. No. You don't say a and word. And we were close enough to where the pitcher probably heard him going, come on, Freddie. You can do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're not even in the ninth. We're in the eighth. Don't count your chickens, man. So um, we flew back. Then now we're just doing home stuff. We spent the last few days packing. and. And getting ready, but uh, nice. It was a good good trip to California.
2: Awesome. That sounds good, man. I'm gonna call Cliff wants us to call him back real quick. Okay. Because he has an important question to ask. All okay. right. So we'll call get...
4: we'll call Cliff back. Who wants to take bets? He's gonna talk about buttholes or Georgia Peaches. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's going to be Did you guys know oh, that I um... Ian did this? I unplugged the cord plug it because I was getting other noises on plug it back Oh in.
3: snap. Is he gonna answer?
2: All right, I tried. If he can call, he can he can call us back if he wants. Okay, <laughs> sorry, everybody. And actually, you know what? Yeah. We could
4: mention that real quick. Uh, let's talk. Yeah, let's let's go ahead. We'll mention it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so, in case you guys, if you are part of the GRTU lease access, we all got emails today saying that there was going to be a new system in order to sign up for your lease. And actually, this is good information to give out. So, if you are interested in purchasing a lease. For um, the Guadalupe River this year, make mm. sure you have your Trout Unlimited subscription uh, membership. Renew- membership renewed by the end of July.
1: I'm kind know, of, I, I kind of don't want you to tell anybody because I got to fight for it, <laughs> just, that's right? Yeah,
4: they're gonna fight for it. Um, so do it by the end of July, and then you got to verify that on their website. And do it for two years. Yeah, or year or and you and have half. to get through November of 2023. Yeah, you have to be covered the full amount of time that the lease is going. And then the other big thing is you have to do a, um, it looks like a rules guideline Zoom call that will be over in September. There's going to be two or three opportunities. Yeah. So everybody should have got the email. It's all on there as well. But. Well, maybe making some
2: more rules will be good and cut down on the like server overload and people not being able to get stuff. And then yeah. also making sure people are following the rules because they keep losing leases. Because people go out there and do whatever they want, and they're not really supposed to. Because right. no one was watching the slideshow. No. Yeah, but Zoom was probably So wh- be wh-
1: what were they getting hit on, now that we're talking about it? Getting
2: there too early, and flashing b- headlights in people's houses, oh, okay. and that's stuff the like thing. that.
4: You're not allowed to be there before first light, and people would get there like at 4, four in four. the morning. Yeah, just to camp just, out. just
2: to camp out and hold the spot.
1: I have a quick question about that. So, at okay. A lot of fish that hang out right there.
4: You gonna give away some good information?
1: I don't know. No one goes on that side. Is it? Is it? Is that a private spot? Are you this? hot spot?
4: No, because yeah, you can they see when watching. you drive over,
1: you can see where all the fish are hanging, and it's on the other side. Like I, I've always thought about, like walking over there real quick, sliding down, catching two fish in front of a dude that's been fishing, trying to fish that hole. He can't cast that far to get into it. But right. they're there. You, like, you, so you I'm gonna take your you... trout spay and
2: cast exactly. all the way across.
4: Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question though. Have you ever seen somebody pull a fish out of that spot? I don't. I never seen anybody over there.
2: See, I know where he's talking about, and no one—they're fishing the wrong side. But but they can't. You can't cast that far with it. A A you
1: can't cast over. There's no parking in that spot, so you literally have to walk down. You'd have to walk down the other side. It's too deep to cross. Is it where that cliff is? Slide down. It's too deep to cross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Go get his Charles bay.
1: Yeah,
2: he has one.
4: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Take it out. Just do that.
2: Yeah. Just cast all the way across. Do buddy. it.
4: You be the person. Show who. Show them who's
1: boss. I yeah. would just. Yeah. But then it's get all You're awkward. You're gonna start a new and trend. Then, and people then I'm start be, catching you fish. Start. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a a, a picture on the drama Lupe instagram page I'm just gonna because throw coin from the some dude trying to throw a four weight and i'm tossing a micro spay casting all the way over there and he's be like you're crossing my spot he's like you can't cast that hey, far anyway
2: i have a fun announcement for you guys drama lupe is on the schedule yeah. 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 Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes coming in the next couple of weeks yes so many cool questions. Yes. <laughs> so so questions. questions we're gonna have yes. a good time i hope so i'll bring something good for that but but that's what i'm talking about it's just like i, I don't I, I guess it's a good thing that they're limiting stuff. I, I don't know. And and last year, I was like, I'm going to do it unless God shows me a sign. And then when I couldn't get access because the server was down, I was like, well, I guess there's my sign. I guess I'll save
4: my butt. I did the same thing. Mine was like, I'm going to wait till noon and get it. And if if I can't, if, there's, if they're sold out, then that's my sign. And then at noon, I large right in. I got my lease. And I was like, all right. I yeah. guess I got one this year. But that was the, that was the second.
1: Or was that the first week they tried to do it? Because remember they they did it and they had they had little bumpiness and then they said okay we're gonna redo it on this day whatever
4: the perfect day was the second
1: week okay the second week yeah because like I logged in ready to go work computer super well, the fast first week I did yeah too. I was like we're doing this yeah. like, and nobody I'm gonna do one, it and yeah and you know. then no one no one got
4: it okay but no the second week I was I couldn't have my phone because I was gonna work like a meeting thing but uh, but okay but maybe yeah.
1: gas prices will keep. More people off the river this year. But bike, I don't know where all e-bike. these people were coming from. Do what? We get an e bike.
2: <laughs> yeah, there just you go. go Fish the <laughs> I got
4: a little bit further to go. Austin, I just, San like Antonio. I said,
1: I feel weird going with that ultra. I'm still practicing my cast, but I feel like, you know. Uh, I drink your milkshake. You're fishing that hole. I'm gonna fish it better from 80 feet over
4: here. <laughs> don't no no. no. <laughs> if you, you can fish better, then fish better. You know. Yeah. But some guys, they're,
1: they're gonna give you a hard time about that. Oh, you took that fish out of the water. They're you tell them, what tell your them, hands. Hey, you know what you can do. With we that already ball?
4: give
2: you a hard time for your own thing. What's giving a hard time about fishing a spot?
4: Bay. I know. Yeah. I'm be that guy. Great. Just don't hook them. Then you got the real issue. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> just uh, cast 80 feet and then rip it through real quick yeah. and. Foul hook stuff, yeah. I'm sure all those old guys will really enjoy that. You guys ready to hear about Belize? Hell yeah. That's why yeah, I came here. Me, okay. tell me,
4: tell me.
2: Oh, boy. Well, all right. Start it out. Passport. Yes. Let's, yeah. let's get through that first because all I did right. get a passport the day before <laughs> my flight. Yeah.
1: Because the last so, time we talked about this. I had an appointment. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Did you have the? You no, know, you had two spots that you were waiting for a callback on where you were going to go. Either Del Real or Houston. That's what I thought we left it at.
4: No, he, he had the no, – I the had Houston. a Houston appointment. Yeah,
1: okay. So then, okay. And it
2: was for Tuesday, this okay. past Tuesday. Um, And so I go to that appointment. It's downtown Houston. I get a hotel because it's early in the morning. They're like, if you're 15 minutes late, your appointment's canceled. <sighs> so I get a hotel. I get up early. I'm there like – and they also said on the email, don't arrive 15 minutes early or we won't let you in.
1: Which you might as well be there 15 minutes early and just standing
2: there. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Can't tell more, me Hang be, on the bathroom, Don't be don't more than 15 minutes yeah. early. So I got there 30 minutes Good. before the appointment. And there's a line into the building that is huge. <laughs> and I'm like checking my watch like, oh, crap. We have a problem because this line was not moving. It's like security. You're going into a federal building. And so there's, like, security to get in. You have to, like, take all the crap out of your pockets and, like, pat, like, in yeah, this like Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm getting, like, I'm we're slowly moving forward, and, like, people in the line are, like, freaking out um, because they're, like, going to miss their appointment too, right? Um, Which is kind of messed up. A lady comes spooky. by, and then she's like, don't worry about your appointment time. It doesn't matter. As long as you have an appointment, you will make it. I'm like, as long as I have an appointment, I'll make it. Why the hell was I, like, <laughs> getting a hotel in uh. Houston I could have gotten up early in the morning because what I was worried about was like getting up early in the morning, driving up and getting stuck in traffic and being late because yeah. um, Houston traffic, you know, and it was downtown. So that was my concern. That's why I got a hotel. But if it didn't matter, then why the hell did I, like, go up there and <laughs> get a freaking hotel room and do that whole deal? So anyway, um, I get the appointment. I go in. We have to go through security. And the most hilarious thing was that those security guards – did not take shit from anybody. Especially in Houston. I would not oh, expect. Oh, dude. And, like, people were being so dumb. Like, just follow simple directions. You know what I mean? Like, put your guns in your car. <laughs> yeah. Put, <laughs> I... uh, you have to wear a mask. Like, I get it. People don't want to wear a mask. You're in a federal building. If that's the, that's what you have to do. Wear a freaking mask! You're trying to get a passport. Why are you going to argue with the security guard? You're
4: not going to win. That's the thing. Like, what are you going to do? They're going to tell you just leave and go home.
2: You don't have to be there. Did I
4: want to wear a mask? Eh,
2: Not really, but I wanted to go to Belize and I want to get my passport. So you bet your butt I'm putting (laughs) a mask on.
4: This is not the hill to die on today. This
2: dude, uh, this dude, like, walks in without a mask, and then tries to talk to the security guard because he didn't know where to go, and he's like, "You need to put a mask on." And then the guy gives him attitude. He's like, "Since when do we have to start wearing masks?" And uh, the security guard didn't take shit from me. He's like, "I'm not going to talk to you anymore until you leave the building and put a mask on." And the guy, <laughs> and the guy, like, gave him sass again. And I was like, on my way, reaching in my pocket, like, to pull out my phone and start <laughs> recording because I'm about to have a viral video of a security guard <laughs> ticking down a dude in the Houston Over, passport yes. office.
3: <laughs> World
2: star. <laughs> so I was like, getting ready to pull my phone out and like secretly start recording and be like, "Oh, I got a viral video coming." It's going down. And the guy, like, <clears throat> and then walked out. And then. There's like two entrances to the building. Obviously, there is a long ass line out of the left doors, but right. people were like seeing that line and then walking in the right doors, and then they were like trying to cut in line. And the security guards were like, "Are you guys stupid? There's a long ass line out there that you need to go get in if you want to get in this building."
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's good because sometimes yeah. they were like, "I don't give a
2: no." It. They were hilarious. If you just listen to them and follow directions, they're like, "Stand on this line. We'll call you over." And people like just didn't. Yeah, it didn't like listen. basic instructions oh, like. Man. It was just hilarious. So then I go up to the floor that the passport office is on, and it's like getting your driver's license renewed.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? They have the windows. You get a number. They call your number. You go yeah, up you and go do up all and that, whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, one lady went up to a security guard, and I was, like, standing, like, right – I was sitting right next to where the security guard was, like, directing people. And she had a number already, and she's like, can I go to the bathroom? And the dude's like, this is America. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was so like – <laughs> Yes, I love these security guards. <laughs> They're not taking shit from anybody. It was hilarious. Okay, you can
4: do whatever you want.
2: It, I was I was in and out in forty minutes, uh, like forty minutes. It wasn't a huge deal. Um, but I go up and give my papers. It wasn't a big deal, but whoa! And that is why I had unplugged this last time.
4: Gotcha. That makes sense now.
2: So, um,
4: so you got your papers. You turn everything in. Yep. Yeah,
2: and then they give me a receipt and they said you need to come back on Thursday to pick up your passport. I'm like, I have to come back. <laughs> Oh, no. I thought they were going to give me my passport or I was going to raid around in Houston all day and then come back and pick it up. But they're like, nope, you have to come back on Thursday to pick up your passport. <laughs> oh, I'm like, dude. oh, I have to make another trip to Houston. So I had to like take another day off.
4: And you're already taking days off for Belize. Like, yes, oh, I had to take dude. another day
2: off to drive to Houston to pick up my passport. For the second time. To drive back to San Antonio to get on a plane in San Antonio that was going to connect in Houston. Wait. Yeah, because you oh, didn't know. I see. You wouldn't yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have known when he booked the... F- yeah, I didn't know.
4: I did not know. <laughs> so you, you drove to Houston, okay, got it, your passport, gets- drove back to San Antonio to get on a plane that flew to Houston. Well, oh, because <laughs> if he
1: flew back into Houston and then got in his car to drive, you might as well just like, oh, I might as well just
2: do it. That's ha- great. My
1: mentality was I would rather fly to San
2: Antonio on the way home because yes. I'm going to be tired. I'm I not going to want to get in a car and drive. Yeah. So I'd rather do it on the front end than on the end of the trip. And luckily, it's,
1: what, a three-hour drive.
2: It's not horrible. Now, that didn't exactly work out, but. Wait, why? uh, Okay, I'll get to it. Okay, two things first. Okay. So, Diego, also, who was going on this trip, he was in the same passport situation I was in. Uh Uh-huh. He had an appointment on Tuesday after my appointment. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, we barely missed each other on appointment times. Like I never saw him, but we were there like within 30 minutes of each other. Okay. His appointment to pick up his passport was 30 minutes earlier than mine. What? I know. He got, he turned in his paperwork 30 minutes later later, later. and got an appointment to pick up his passport 30 minutes earlier. And I'm like, where is the logic?
1: Maybe last in first out. I have no idea. You know, we'll get to the end of the day, and it's like, okay, we'll start processing. We'll start processing with the person who just came in and then work our way
4: backwards. Maybe yeah. he was even better than the security guards. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I don't know. <laughs> so, I go pick up my passport. It's easy. I just have to hand
4: them the receipt. You got to take a couple hundred ha- bucks
1: in your pocket when and start yeah. handing oh, them out, man. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, probably exactly. you probably could have left with your passport that
4: day. Exactly. If you were just under the right, table. A bottle of whiskey with you. 20 oh, bucks. Honestly, honestly,
1: what
2: quick. I think is that they look at when you're traveling... Because I had to oh, okay. submit travel documents, and they give it to you. They tell you to come back the day before you're traveling. So, like, I think if I had a next-day flight, they could have got... Because my oh. understanding was that they could do them same day, but they can only do so many gotcha. same day.
4: And so they can only do it if, like, if you were like, I'm leaving tomorrow. They'd be yeah. like, okay, we can get it done yes. today. Yes.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But
4: they'd be like, eh, hey, you're not going to be here till Friday, yeah. so you're fine.
2: Yeah. But if you want to make the flight, you're going to do it. So you really have no say in yeah, it. Yeah,
4: they kind of get you. they are like, yeah. you yeah. come back or don't.
2: Yeah. so. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I ran into Diego and Jose and Mike, um, and, uh, we all kind of went and got our, mine and Diego's passport together because they were flying out of Houston. So we were kind of there at the same time. Oh, nice. So, and I went to eat with their family. It was really cool. A uh, brewery called St. Arnold's. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, so then the next day we fly out to Belize. Um, and man, we just, we had a great trip.
4: Um, It looks kind of like the trip of a lifetime, like, from all the stuff I've been seeing.
2: So, let me give you guys the numbers for the trip, and then I'll go through, like, kind of what happened each day with everybody. So, for the Bleach trip, as a group, like an Orvis San Antonio group, um, and there were 10 of us fishing, um, there were two tarpon caught, there were four permit caught, 70 bonefish, one grand slam and one trip slam, meaning grand slam meaning all the fish caught in one day, trip slam meaning that person caught all, all the of fish. the fish over three days. Gotcha. And so, um, and that's like the best numbers that I've been a part of. Yeah. Especially on the tarpon and permit because the bonefish are like you catch that many. You, every time. you 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 just catch them. Yeah. You know, um, but the tarpon and permit the fact also the fact that we caught four permit and only two tarpon, like, that those, those numbers, numbers should be flipped. Will, those numbers should be. You would think that those numbers would be flipped. Right. Um,
4: so. So who called? You call? Or go through day by day.
2: Okay. So day one, I'm fishing with Chris. Okay. And uh, Chris's goal for this trip was to catch a tarpon. Yeah. So day one, uh, we go uh, south to, they call it the channel. It's, uh, I can't remember the name of the key that we fished. But it's like a long boat ride. So you get up early, get on the boat. It's like an hour, hour and 15 minute boat ride. You go south. And that's where the big migratory fish are. Okay. And they come in and out of this channel that's down there. And so you kind of like anchor your boat up and you're casting into a channel. Every once in a while, you'll see fish roll. And then if you can make a cast to them, make a cast to them. But a lot of it's just blind casting into the channel. Because the tarpon don't always roll. Gotcha. But they're moving in and out of the channel. And so we pretty much fished there all day. I let Chris fish because I caught a tarpon before. He really wanted to, and I was like, "I'm just going to let you fish until we." Our kind of deal was until you jump a fish, right? Um, so if you hook it, you're pretty much going to jump it. At that point, you swap. It, at that point, you swap whether you land it or not, whatever. And that pretty much took all day. Even, um, even to hook one. Even to hook one. Yeah, that pretty much took our whole our whole day. Was it
4: getting any chases, any follows, or? He thought he
2: had one eat, okay, um, but weren't uh, wasn't we we weren't a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, he he hooked that fish, jumped it, fought it like perfectly. Chris is a really went into this trip like being a really good angler, so I'm not surprised like he landed his that first fish. fish. Yep. Uh, probably fought it for 45 minutes on 12 weight. Wow, okay. Um, I know I have 30 minutes of like film fo- like video footage. But I wasn't videoing the whole time. Gotcha. So um, I, I would guess like 45 minutes. It jumped eight or nine times. Wow. Um, and then when we were trying to like get it, like actually land it, uh, you know, be in the get it close to the boat, and then it's like, it's like a very delicate battle at that point when you're trying to land it. Same thing with a permit. When you're trying to land a tarpon and get it close to the boat. You have to grab it, but you can't like do too much either. Because you don't want to, like, the fly to come out.
4: So you don't want to, like, spook it. Or, so you don't want to okay. spook
2: it or whatever. But you need to grab its mouth and take control. Right. So me and the guide would, like, reach down. There was, like, two or three times where we'd reach for the mouth, grab it, but it would shake free and then keep going. Yeah. That was, like, super nerve-wracking. Because I didn't want to be the reason that Chris lost a fish. Right. Right. Um, or the guide. You know, they they say leadering a fish counts. So pretty much if you try to grab Not it. Leader. Um, if you try to grab the fish and it, like, pops out at that point, it still counts as a fish. Right. Because you got it to the boat. But it's really, it doesn't feel like it. No, yeah, you want to release that fish. You want to release the fish, 100%. So we ended up getting it. It was really cool. Um, Chris jumped in the water to release it. So for the big fish, they make you get in the water. So there's some great shots of him in the water. Holding I saw the fish. that, yeah. It was in. like uh, 60, 70 pounds-ish. It was like it was a really nice fish. Yeah, it looked like it. It was a really yeah. nice He was pumped. And then I fished for the next hour, didn't get any and then Mm -hmm. we rolled in. But for me, like, going on these trips and taking people, and we've talked about on the show before, like, I was more happy that he caught that fish than if I was to fish and catch that fish. Right. Because he really, he had never caught one he really wanted to. And so for me to experience his first tarpon with him was, like, really, was really, really cool. That's cool. Um, And then uh, day one, like, most people... On day one, came back catching tons of bonefish. I know, like Jose and Diego caught like seven or eight a piece. Mike caught like eight. Um,
4: like day one, you just kind of get your shoes wet. Yeah, like the
2: people that haven't ever been to Belize before, like a lot of times they recommend bone fishing. Like, let's get you warmed up on bonefish because the permit and the tarping fishing is like a game. Yeah, and it's probably you exhausting. Can't make because mistakes, of that. and like I made plenty of mistakes, and I'll and I'll talk about that as we get into the other days. Um, but um, I know Melanie and William went out bone fishing. Um, I know Mike and Jeff, if I remember correctly, they said that they casted in schools of permit that they pulled bonefish out of.
4: Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> and
2: they were like super disappointed
4: because then it's making like, you feel that line go tight. You're yeah, like he, ooh, 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 baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a bonefish.
2: So um, that was day one. Um, oh. Okay, so the first night, I got—I won't say who was doing this because I don't want to put them on blast. But this was a hilarious story. So we like every night at dinner, we just had the greatest time. We like just made up stuff and we're giving each other crap and just like having a great time. And uh, someone in our group was like, "This was before the first day, so the night we arrived, oh man, I am gonna catch a grand slam tomorrow, like so much confidence." And we're like, "Okay, like we're gonna put this confidence to the test, right?" So we're like, we're I, mean, gonna, I feel like we're that's gonna, how I would be. Like you can't go to Vegas not thinking you're gonna, yeah, not going. to Yeah. Right, so you know? it's like, all right, we're <laughs> going to put your confidence test. We're going to we're going to lay a bet down. Will, William offered a thousand dollars cash if he caught a grand slam, but if he didn't, uh, it evolved over time. But it started. I can't remember what the first thing was. But he's like, no, oh, I, I would never do that. And then it turned into well. How about this? Three inch by three inch tattoo that we as the group get oh, to pick. No. Uh-huh. We'll pay for the tattoo, right. but you get to pick the location. Uh-huh. Would not agree to it. I'm like, dude, it's a thousand dollars. Like right. you're so confident you're gonna come to dinner and say, I'm catching a grand slam tomorrow, but you're not willing to like take a thousand dollar bet and right. if you lose, you get a tattoo. You get a tattoo for free? Like- uh, for free? Of your that like we choose, but you know we're not going to choose something horrible. Right. You know, uh, we wouldn't do that. But something, like, slightly funny. Right. Um, and you get to pick where it is. So if you don't want anyone to ever see it, they'll never see it. Right. So we wouldn't do that. And then we're like, okay. And this is where the drinks come in.
3: So <laughs> uh,
2: the drinks that we created. So... It ter- then it turned into well they have a long dock where like all the guides line up in the morning and you like go to your boat so yeah. we're like okay if you don't catch a grand slam you have to like trip down to your skivvies and you have to catwalk the dock down and back uh-huh. and he wouldn't agree to it and we're like okay you're not gonna catch a grand slam if you're not willing to like Do put this, this on the line for a thousand dollars then it's not gonna ha- you know it's not gonna happen so um, anyway we uh, uh, I think Mike had ordered. Like a limeade with uh, a cherry limeade with okay. rum. Okay. And uh, it wasn't something that was like on the menu, right? And so we like we started calling it the catwalk. So they had, from this story. So
1: they knew they had one thing, and they knew they had rum. And he just like, hey, just makes me one. like I want a one. cherry
2: limeade with rum. And so like they made it, and we started calling it the, the catwalk. And Mariano, the bartender, he's like my favorite person that works the lodge because every time I've been there, Mariano's like. The coolest guys were, like, Mariano, lime, uh, cherry limeade with rum. And then we started, like, calling it a catwalk. And he'd be like, what? And we're like, oh, remember, it's the cherry limeade with rum. By the end of the trip, we ordered a catwalk. He knew exactly, he knew exactly what, what it was. What it was so we're like, we're hoping that it sticks. And then that evolved on, like, day two or, thir- or like, on, like, towards the end. Um, so every day you could take, like, beers on the boat or Cokes or um, they made tea or limeade, like, fresh limeade. And so what I would do on the boat every day is take my water. They give us a water bottle, and they have the big jug. So I filled up three-quarters of the way with – I got limeade on the boat every day. Three-quarters of the way with water, and then the last quarter with limeade. So you get, like, mostly water with, like, a little lime and a little sugar. And it was, like,
3: perfect. Perfect.
2: Keep you hydrated. Really nice drink. I drank a lot of it. It was really cool. So they had – written their limeade was really good. And so we, I was like, you know what? I just want cut the cherry. I want a limeade with rum. Yeah. And oh, I drank once we discovered that, like, cut the cherry out. I drank that the rest of the trip, just a limeade with rum. It it's was like so, lemonade with <laughs> so freaking good. Yeah. And uh, we called that drink stilettos. <laughs> Based on the catwalk thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like everyone got into it, so like we were all like drinking the catwalks and stilettos, like our own like creations <laughs> catwalk and yeah. stilettos. on the. And then the other great drink I always get is rum punch, which is That's like, like, like a, their staple. It's right? like a, a homemade fruit punch that they make and they mix it with rum. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. They had all kinds of other drinks, but a lot of them are like coconut drinks and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't like coconut, so mm. um, those are my, those are my go to. So um, anyway, that was happening. We also came up with uh we're talking about doing a real men of fly fishing calendar, R E E L men of fly fishing <laughs> uh-huh. to raise money for conservation where it's like uh guys posing, like fly fishing, like slightly, you know, provocative or whatever. Yeah. And then we were like coming up with scenarios for like every month of like what the pose would be and all this all this was happening at dinner where we we're drinking and have a good time. We just we had a we just had a great time, yeah. man. Oh yeah. So day two, um, I fished with Jeff Hedges, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Jeff wanted to go tarpon fishing in the park, which is north. It's about an hour north, and hour by boat, hour by boat. So day one went like an hour and fifteen south. Day two went an hour north. I've had really good luck in the park in the past. Jeff wanted to tarpon fish that day. I'm down. So, Jeff started off tarpon fishing, and he jumped a tarpon like almost immediately he was stepping on the fly line oh so because it's like you have like you pull off like 80 feet of line and throw it on the yeah, floor and so gone. when a tarpon jumped and he couldn't give it slack it it popped off gotcha. um and then I think he actually think he jumped two that morning and then I fished for tarpon when he was on the bow dude there were tarpon rolling oh, so cool everywhere yeah. like everywhere you look there's a fish like rolling and I was like, and then when uh he like jumped too and then I got up there and then like dead. And I fished for like thirty minutes, nothing. And then we decided to uh um in this part where we fished was really cool. That's where so in Belize on San Pedro, the surf breaks like half a mile from the island. Okay. So the waves don't come to like the wow. beach on okay. the island. It's weird. Like if so you go it's to just India, like, it's just Clear? It's just still, if there's wind, there'll be, like... Ripples. Ripples and wakes and stuff like that. But the actual, like, surf is, like, half a mile. You can see it, but it's weird, because you'd be, like, sitting on the beach, and then... But there's no... There's no No waves. waves. And so there's the... It's the second largest reef in the world is off the coast of Belize, and that's where the surf breaks. So, but when you go north to the park... There's actually a point where the reef meets the island, and it kind of makes this, like, triangle shape, and you can, like, fish that corner. Um, and so that's what we did. We were, like, right there after Jeff had tarpon fish. So that's where we go. And you're actually, like, on the reef. So, like, you're looking down and looking at, like, coral everywhere, fish everywhere. Uh, it was really cool. There were triggerfish over there, which I was like, oh, I want to catch a triggerfish. <laughs> so I got some shots at triggerfish, but they were so spooky. Really? Like, line, fly hits the water, boom, they're gone. Like, I never even felt like I got a good, like, I got decent casts at them, but they were just, like, spooky, out. spooky, spooky, and out. Then there were huge, like, huge barracuda. We <sighs> had ri- we had rigged a rod. The game plan was I was fishing for permit. Right. And then Jeff, had we had a barracuda rod rigged with wire and everything ready to go. And if we saw a barracuda on the reef... And I would, like, duck down, and Jeff would stand in the middle of the boat and cast at the barracuda and do, like, the two-hand strip. And he got some great casts of those fish. They just never turned chased or anything. But, like, seeing those huge, like, I wanted to catch one of those, like, big, big, big barracuda. And uh, he got some, like, great shots at them. Um, but that's kind of what you have to do. The Barracuda, like, they pop up, they move fast, you have to be quick. Because every other time we see them, like, we don't have the rod out, the
1: line's on off the reel. Yeah, no, it's good that you guys had a game plan, yeah. especially being with someone that you knew that would be fine mm-hmm. switching yeah. out, I and mean, it makes all the difference in the world. And it was weird, because he had to cast from the middle of the boat instead of
2: the bow, but it was like, we're permit hunting, but if we see a CUDA, Jeff can make take a the, cast. Yeah, take a cast. So, uh, he, got a couple, he got a couple casts. Um, didn't see a lot of permit there, um, but saw some other, saw some like yellow jacks and some other stuff on the reef. It was just cool to fish that reef. Then we kind of worked our way back down the beach kind of, but not where the waves break, but just kind of down the beach. And then, uh, we saw like a school of bonefish and a school of permit mm-hmm. and, uh, got like lined up, um, on the permit school and I was making casts in them. We're like three casts in. Um, I get to eat on day two and i broke the fish off you broke it off dude so what what happened was i cast in the school was stripping and the permit ate the fly so hard it jerked my arm jerked almost i almost dropped the rod like Uh it was not expecting like an eat that hard and it jerk the rod forward and then what i did instinctively was i pulled the rod back and that was enough tension to break the line yeah um but it was crazy how hard that fish ate like probably the hardest take i've ever had right it just like it wanted that fly and it smoked it and like i'm still like beating myself (laughs) out beating myself up about it Um, and then, you know, that school kind of moved off. So we put a bonefish fly on there, other school bonefish, me and Jeff caught a couple bonefish each out of the school. And then, uh, we went back to the tarpon spot to see if they were kind of being active again. They weren't. So then we went into the mangroves to fish for tarpon. And, uh, there was a spot where there were like six tarpon, like in these like mangroves. And, (laughs) This is so disappointing. So I casted, and, like, you had to get the fly way up in the mangroves. And there's, like, over – and you don't want to, like, get caught up because you don't want to spook them. But I lay this beautiful cast in there. And then my fly hits the water, and I see, like, seven tarpon turn on the fly and start following. And I was, like, holy shit. This is crazy. Like, I didn't know there were seven back there. Like, I saw – kind of saw the tail of one. When I threw my fly up in there, seven tarpon turned. I strip, I strip, tarpon goes over and eats. And I set the hook, and then the tarpon jumps, and then slack. And I'm like, what happened? What is going on? And then we pull the line. I was like, he's like, and then I pull the line in, no fly. Like, broke the line. We were fishing like 60-pound fluoro. Broke the line. So I'm thinking it must have cut the gill plate or something. Maybe I didn't give it enough slack. Maybe I should have given it more slack. I don't really know. Like it was just chaos. I was just so like amazed that there were seven tarpon yeah. like following my fly. I was like, whole – And you could see everything because we were like thirty feet yeah, away. So yeah, so we could yeah. see everything. Yeah, yeah, I was like, like "Holy!" Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. I was like, "Holy smokes!" And they were like mangrove tarpon like this big. You know, not not huge fish, but like super fun. But yeah, it's super fun. I mean, yeah. that's oh man. And then uh, Jeff gets back on the bow, and we find some more tarpon, and he jumps another one, but fly pops out as well. So we had a fun day. broke o- I broke off a permit, I broke off a tar- I broke off a tarpon, caught a bonefish. So
4: so you got at least I'm, you got you got one fish that second day.
2: Yeah, I'm working closer to the slam. Right. right. Uh, all you can ask is to hook up with all three in one day, and you hooked up all three. I hooked up with all yeah. three. Uh, day two, William caught a grand slam. Yeah. Yeah. He caught his, uh, I mean, I wasn't there, but apparently he caught his permit around 1230, knocked out a bonefish right after, and then they went into the mangroves, and he caught his tarpon. Um, but tiny little cute little guy. His bonefish was almost bigger than his tarpon was. Really? Yeah, yeah. But still, man, At it's a grand, grand slam. slam, baby.
4: I guess that's what you do if you really want to uh- just... Make sure you get it, you go up to the mangroves. And it just-
2: has to be the right conditions, though, because right. if, luckily for us, the tide was low, so that pushes the tarpon out of the mangroves more. Yeah, right. But if you have a high tide, they can get way back in there, like way, and you'll, never, you'll never see them. Yeah. So you kind of, it was the right conditions for us because there was an extremely low tide while we were there. That's true. Um, and then the other, I think overall, the second day for most people was really tough. I know Jose went south. And fish for tarpon. He didn't even have a bite all day. Um, a lot of the other guys were like, just having a rough day. You know, just things didn't go well on day two. Like for just most people, just
1: missing stuff, didn't see stuff, missing didn't have the stuff, right
2: fight. missing stuff, didn't see stuff, miscast. You know, uh, some people had the good old switcheroo where you cast at something oh, and then you yeah, pull out I mean, a ladyfish, or like you cast yeah. it at a tarpon, you think you hooked a tarpon, but it's a ladyfish. Um, That actually happened to me on day two as well. Like like, uh, I did Yeah, I caught a ladyfish. I like catching ladyfish. They are because they they
1: rip. But when you're
2: there, when I'm when I'm red fishing and I catch a ladyfish, it doesn't bother me one bit. I'm like, I love ladyfish. They're super fun. This was a win. But when you're tarpon, but when you're tarpon fishing and you're expecting a tarpon on the end of the line and you see a jump and you're like, oh, it's tarpon, and then like a couple seconds later you realize that's not a tarpon. You're like, (sighs) it's a tiny little thing. Um, (laughs) you're like. It's not, like. it's not as exciting. It's not as exciting. But day two was the rough day for most people, except for William. Um, I know Chris uh, Chris fished for like permanent all day, had like a rough day. He had a solo boat that day as well. It was just, for everyone, day two, tough rough. day. Um, and then day three, um, I have a solo boat, and Chris and Mike are fishing together. Um, and we leave early, like 5 a.m. We so he, uh, my guy, Amir, wanted to get to this flat, see if there are a So we roll up on this flat where the first one's there. And, uh, <clears throat> there were freaking permit everywhere on this flat. Tails up, happy eating, like every direction you looked, you were seeing like tails everywhere. And I was like, Oh baby, <laughs> game time. Let's get it going. Yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling good this morning. We're going to get this done. Um, about 15 minutes after we rolled up, Chris and Mike rolled up in their boat. And then, like, as soon as they rolled up, I heard all this cheering on the boat. And I was like, damn, did they catch a permit already? Like, they wouldn't be cheering that loud for bonefish. Like, like, they rolled up, and, like, Chris, like, they didn't even get off the boat because they rolled up on this school uh, permit. And uh, what you do for the permit is you wade. You, oh, you see do, them, you, you out. get out of the boat, anyway you wait. So you can get as close as you possible. You can get as close as possible, and if they see the boat, they're gone. At least if you're waiting, if you spook them or something, they may not, like, totally, but apparently, like, if they see the boat, they're done. They're done. But yeah. on waiting, you can get closer, be quieter, you have more opportunity. And so their plan was Chris was going to get out and wade. And actually, uh, Mike's boat, they had an apprentice guide, so it was kind of cool because um, Mike stayed on the boat and fished for bonefish, and Chris hopped out and fish for tarpon, and there was a guide with both of them because they had an apprentice. Had an apprentice. Cool. And so, but apparently before they were able to get out of the boat, Chris had hooked up with a permit, um, like a three- or four-pounder. Yeah, I saw his picture. Yeah. It, wasn't, it
4: wasn't monster, but it was still permit.
2: Yep, absolutely. Permit's a permit, man. And uh, had hooked up, and I heard all the hoop, hooping and hollering, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I knew he caught one. Um, and so we're waiting around casting at schools like changing flies like you wouldn't believe. Really? If I got a good shot in a school and they didn't eat, cut the fly off, put a new one on. And um also wasn't like fully prepared for the waiting. Okay. Which was like my fault. That was a lesson learned because also- I'd never gone to Belize and waited.
4: So why weren't you prepared?
2: Because like I took a big MFC fly box. Yep. Those big waterproof yeah. boxes had all my flies in there: bonefish, tarpon, permit. Because like everything can be in there, I can put it on the boat. It's a boat box. Right. Well, waiting for permit, we were changing flies so often, and we're away from the boat. And we put we I stuck some flies to my hat. Yeah. And uh, we'd switch those in and out, but it finally, it eventually got to a point to where like all the flies we had started with. We're not working
3: right, mm.
1: and so were they. Were you thinking they were falling too fast, falling too slow, not shiny enough, too shiny? Did you ever think about what it might have been? Um, the guide, Amir,
2: uh, he, I, he's like he he was asking for rockheads. That's not a fly that I had brought, but it's a fly that I know I need to take now. And actually, with a tarpon, it's not a huge deal. The flight the isn't a huge deal. If you have, like, dark colors and you have light colors... Mm-hmm. That's kind of the two... That's the thing. And then they have to be in the mood right, to eat. And if you get that, you're, you're good. You're good. And you have a good variety of, like, cockroaches, toads, and, like, bunnies. Okay. In light and dark colors, you're probably going to be okay. Right. With the permit, it's just, like, different sizes, different colors, different flies. Just everything. Like everything. Crabs. And they he wanted me to fish crabs because... Uh, he didn't want a bonefish to, less likely that a bonefish bone would sneak in and steal it if it was a crab because gotcha. they like the small shrimps. Yeah. And so if it was a crab, you know, more likely that a bonefish wouldn't snag it. And so we're changing flies. He actually went back to the boat, grabbed a bunch more flies. We're working these schools. I'm getting great casts. If Basically, if I got a great cast in a school, because this flat had multiple schools on it that gotcha. we were targeting, of like a school could be anywhere from like, three or four fish to, like, 15 fish. Mm-hmm. And the fewer the fish in the school, the bigger. The more fish in the school, the smaller they were. So we were working all these schools right there around us. And, dude, there were some, like, 30-pounders, like, tails sticking out of the water like this. Yeah. And we were trying to work our way over to those, but, like, there were schools between us. Yeah, and it was like, we just... want to go for that one, right? But we, like, weren't going to, like, blow out what we had right. in order to, like, go – and so, um, basically, what I should have done, and this is, like, my tip for the okay. if you guys go to Belize, like, go with, like, a small pack or something, because i take a backpack on the boat, the boat box, that was my gear, but I'm going to take, like, a small sling pack mm-hmm. with, like, a spool of tippet, hemos, and, like, a permit bonefish box. Okay. Just, like, different varieties, different flies, that way you're out there, you know, you can... You got your stuff. You have, like, I'd probably take a variety if I had to do it again, of 20 to 25 different flies and different sizes and colors. Yeah. Um, and so, because every time I got a shot at a fish, we were ch- like good shot in the middle of a school and they wouldn't eat change change flies. So we worked them for like 45 minutes, nothing. And then, uh, you know, all the schools had kind of worked off this flat except there was one school left. And this one school was like moving pretty quick. And so it turned into us like almost running in the water. Wow. To like keep up with it. And me casting why I'm running to, wow. s- to stay kept up with them. And then if I, and it'd take me like three casts to get a good cast. Cause like when you're running in the water, my line would get tangled on my rod. Like I just wasn't prepared for this, right? My line would get tangled on my rod or get tangled on my reel and I couldn't get the line far enough. And then there was like a diagonal breeze. And so they were moving this way, and the diagonal breeze was this way. So it was hard to keep my fly in front of them because we were like, we were the here's the school, here's us, and we're moving like this. Gotcha. And we wanted, we're trying to catch up and get around to this side so we could get a better. So I was here with back here with a diagonal wind going this way, trying to cast over here. Yeah. And it was just difficult. But every time I got a good cast in the school, a would change flies, why we were running. Like, we were literally okay. like running, and he's like cutting it off with his teeth, tying a new fly on, hand it to me, cast, cast, cast. I would cast, get a good. This, we, uh, dude, when we were, eventually, I hooked a permit. And when I looked back at the boat, dude, it was like a little dot. <laughs> like, we had run, and the thing is, like, we had started going, let's just say, west when we started. But this school at the end moved east, so we had like worked away from our boat this way, and then we ran the boat. Oh, yeah. like this far, and then we look back, and the boat is so far away. Yeah. And so, um, and at different times it was like chest deep to waist deep water. Uh, okay. And it was hard to cast too because I had to yeah. keep you above line your up. chest, and yeah. then I had that cross one, and then I'm moving, trying to keep up with them. So eventually, I lay it. In the middle of the school, I strip once. I feel like this lightest tug. I was expecting, like, day two. Like a hit and run. That big hit. Where it stole my rod. This one, I, like, stripped, and I felt this little nibble, and then something was taking line. And I was like, and he's like, hands off, put it on the reel, and he was there, like, adjusting the reel because we were losing, like, 12-foot leaders and really light tippet because that's another thing we did. When we weren't getting eats, we kept going lower and lower and lower tippet sizes. Dang. 12-foot leaders, too, are a pain to cast. Yeah. Especially the Chest line. deep, crosswind. Yeah. Um, and so it took it. It started running. I was, like, super nervous the whole time. But I fought it well. Um, we got it in. He got it by the tail. And then it was...
4: It was game over. You got a nice it, permit too. Yeah, it was. It was a nice one.
2: It's a me. I would consider a yeah, medium-sized fish, dude. It's a probably looking. probably like eight to ten
1: pounds. Considering that there was a possibility, I'm not gonna say a slim possibility, but a possible fifty-fifty shot that you'd be sitting at home with us. Have nothing. Have nothing. Yes. Oh, I would have taken any permit. One hundred percent.
2: Oh yeah. Still, I awesome, would have been man. happy. Gosh. Yeah, because you casted
4: all the tiny ones. They didn't eat.
2: Yeah, no. Ca- cast it tiny ones.
1: Cast it bigger ones. Yeah, whatever.
4: Yeah, I eat.
1: I would have even if I had gone, I would have been super happy. Yeah. with that. that and was, I oh <laughs> dude, I'm over. And, the and moon. even even the uh, even the uh, the tarpon, you know, it didn't need to be. it Doesn't need to be a crazy one. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that it's a Belize tarpon. Mm-hmm.
2: So we work back. We go back to the boat, take pictures, release the fish, and. uh, we were pumped, and there was still, like, kind of some permit around. So we, like um, – actually, what we did, like, on the – we were fishing around an island. The side of the island that we were on, there were no permits. So it was like, let's hop back up. There's going to be bonefish on the other side of the island. We'll see if there's some permit and try to get you another one. So uh, we work around the island, find a bonefish. Five minutes later, had a bonefish on the boat. Had to cut two, actually. Little guys, but, like, I mean, like – Little, cute, little babies. Oh, like little, little. Like little, little. Like a few inches little. Yeah, I'll okay. show you guys a picture. Yeah. Cute little guys. Yeah. Like, you just want to pet them. But you just know?
4: enough to say, like, I got my permit. I yeah. Got, I got my permit. Hey. I got my bonefish. Yeah. Right. Still count I took a picture the of them because
2: I wanted the picture for the Grand Slam. For the Grand Slam because I was like, knowing that I got a permit like an hour into the first day, like, that's what you want if you want to slam. Right. It's like, catch one of the hard fish early. And in my mind, the permit was the hardest fish. Right. Get that taken care of, and then um, knock out a bone.
4: Well, you said then typically you go for the other hard one
2: because you can knock out a bonefish. I kind of liked the idea of getting the bonefish that way because a bonefish is also not a guarantee. And he's like, and he was like, we're going to catch a bonefish on this island because they're here, and like there was nothing else around us. That's gotcha. true. It's get like, it done,
4: and then go to where the tarpon are yep. and just hope for the best.
2: So, caught two bonefish. And then Chris and Mike were on the other side of the island. Chris was working another, trying to get another permit as well. And then Mike was, Mike was actually casting at a school on the boat. A permit? of permit. And then we kind of like pulled around them and went to this other side of the, like kind of adjacent to them on the island. And we found another school permit. So we hopped out and probably chased them for like 20 minutes until they worked their way off. Um, Got some good shots on them. Um had to chase them like the other ones, but they, they didn't take anything. Yeah, so then you're like... And then at that point, no more permit on the island. I kind of wanted to, like, leave for tarpon sooner, but I was like, also, you know, there's permit here. Let's catch for a permit. Like, yeah. you don't leave fish to find fish. Right. Especially permit. Like, if I have a shot to get two in a day, I'm going to take that. So we did that, and that took, like, 30 minutes. So then, basically, we left at 5 by 7 a.m. at the latest. Bonefish and permit out of the way. We go for tarpon.
4: Oh, wow. So It's early. It's seven. It's early.
2: Like we had hours and hours and hours. Like our time to get back to the dock was like one thirty. Well, like one to one thirty. Okay. We fish eight hours a day, so like two hours into eight hours, like I have six hours of tarpon fishing left. So we work our way south. It's a pretty long boat ride. I eat breakfast on the way. Um, We work over this island uh, to this flat um, where tarpon like to like roll through the shoreline, and uh, we saw tarpon there, and. Um, uh, I got like, for whatever reason, I did not have that like nervousness. Like, I was feeling good. Like I'm going to get the job done like mentally. And then <laughs> I was also like doing the, like in my mind, like making a good cast, like visualizing it before you right. do it. And then also like the steps on the hook set. It's like set the hook good, give them a line cause they're going to jump immediately, point your rod like i was like visualizing that in my head yeah and also don't raise the rod tip because you want to fight with you want to fight them with the rod low i was like visualizing what that would look like in my head over and over and over again because i was like i am going and also we hooked up with chris and mike before we left and we had both we both had a permit and both had a bone fish we're like one of us better come home with the slam. <laughs> right. Like, one of us is going to do it. Like, if you do it, I don't care, but one of us needs, to get us needs to get this done. And so, um. but I was feeling good, and then we were seeing fish. Dude, I was making great casts in front of, like, schools of, like, five or six tarpon moving. Get them in front of them. Dude, they wouldn't even turn and look at the fly. Wow. I was like... Oh, like I don't make that cast ever. How are you not going to eat that fly? I was just like I was just on my a game and they would not turn and move. and I probably got shots on like six or seven schools at this at this spot, and none of the fish would even like turn and look at and we changed flies, wouldn't even look at the fly. Our guy was saying he thinks that the tide is so low that they're like being finicky. yeah being very, very finicky. That was his explanation, because it was actually one of the lowest tides he's ever seen. Really? And he thought the permit we were fishing for were being extra finicky as well. He's like, we should have caught, like, on a normal day with, like, some of the casts that you made, probably would have caught two or three permit Yeah, here. Um, as many permit as there were, because it was just, like, unbelievable. And out there all feeding. And- out there all feeding. He called them happy, but he just thought, like, there was no cloud cover. It was extremely bright and sunny and there's an extremely low tide so he's he's he just thought like the fish were all the fish were on edge just picky being picky and those tarpon were being picky because i was like nailing casts they wouldn't do it so then uh we kind of stopped seeing fish there and then we moved to another spot and we anchored up for like an hour there and waited to see if any tarpon moved through nothing moved through and then his last spot was like half a mile from the lodge and uh he's like i always see fish rolling here it's probably our last good opportunity so we go over there and we're waiting around like 30 minutes we don't see anything but pretty much we're by the lodge we're gonna spend the rest of the day there right and then all of a sudden we see some tarpon moving towards us i'm like oh get rid you know make a cast make a great cast none of the fish turn it's like ah shoot i'm like man really like today i'm on my a game and i'm not even gonna fish to turn on my fly. And then like at the 11th hour, um, another group of fish rolls through. I make this great cast fish turns on it and, uh, uh, it ate the fly. And when I pulled back because it was moving straight towards us, I didn't get a good hook set. Um, i felt like a little and i wanted to set it again but it immediately jumped so i gave it slack Mm -hmm. so i i hooked it but it was like not a good hook set not a good hook set you really want to like jab them yeah got it and it jumped and i gave it some line and the hook popped out on the jump and i was like oh and by that point it was like basically one o'clock and i was like yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. That was, my, that was my opportunity. Right there. But I don't think, uh, yeah, I, I know that, like, I didn't feel that, like, solid hookup, but I also, you can't pull, you can't set the hook while it's jumping. Right. You have to give it slack or it's going to come out. So, um, I felt like I did the best thing that I could there because my plan was, if it landed with the hook in its mouth, I was going to hook set it again yeah, it when it was in up. the water. Yeah. But I never, got, I never got that opportunity. Yeah. I never got that opportunity. Um, so we rolled back to the lodge and uh, fell very very short of a grand slam. It was a little sad, but I got a permit. I'm Wait, pumped. I, yeah, you got the permit. Yeah, you you got a, the you permit. permit and
1: and even just the mm. adventure
2: yeah.
4: of yeah.
3: getting
1: your stupid your uh It was a cra- it was a crazy day. It was awesome. Pass. Yeah, your passport, yeah. man. That's so cool.
2: And then Chris got back and Chris's story was opposite. They were seeing tons of tarpon, but Chris said like he had like nervous fever for really? the Grand Slam. Really, you had and the shakes? he he's
1: like he had the shakes and he was just like blowing shots. Really, dude, I, I've That's, I've had that with ducks and I've had that with some other stuff. It is even just like a stationary pig. But it's the biggest pig you've ever and seen. Just, yeah. And you, you dude, you're you just can't help it. Yeah, you, you can't stop it's, it. Yeah. Everything you, you, you do it? is shaking. Oh, it. dude, I know. So I, I feel the pain. Yeah. I get that. Oh, just make me feel.
2: A I,
4: I I feel like I'd be in that boat where every tarpon I would see at that point, I'd just be. He
2: also went to this place called Savannah Flats, which I fished a couple of years ago. It's hard to, dude. It is like, I asked Chris what his favorite place he fished on the trip was. He said the Savannah Flats, where he went for tarpon on that last day. It is, like, the most beautiful flat you've ever seen, and you uh-huh. basically anchor up. It's so, like, crystal clear that you can see tarpon from, like, 200 yards away coming what? in. That's crazy. It's just it's just crazy, and he was, like, it was so cool to see tarpon, like, 200 yards away, and you just wait for him to come to you. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're bigger fish than what I was chasing. The fish that I was chasing were, you know, 15, 20 pounds. Okay. The fish of the Savannah Flats would have been, like, probably equivalent to the fish that he caught in the Actually channel 60 to 70 like 50 to 70 pound fish so definitely bigger fish that he was casting at um but he said he got opportunities and he got shots but he he said he was nervous and just wasn't casting the way that he wanted to and oh, and no the way. fish are probably picky because they're harder to catch there yeah because they're just because the water's so clear they're finicky they can see everything they can see yeah. everything um, so Chris also did not get a grand slam, but Chris did trip slam. Yeah, so, so got
4: all three over the course on his of
2: first the- trip to Belize. That's awesome. He earned it, deserved it, one hundred percent. And then day three for everyone else, Melanie was like in all kinds of permit, but was like not getting good cast. She was like always. She said she was like always a little bit short. Yeah. Um, but again, she was like, and she's not. She's shorter than me, and she said chest deep, like casting casting a Uh, 10-weight, like, real high, like, trying to get the distance, but you don't want to get too close to him because you don't want to spook him off. And uh, she said she had a rough day. Uh, Jose and Diego, the last day, I think, caught some bonefish. Jeff caught a permit on the last day. Okay, so I was going to ask who
4: the fourth person was. Yeah,
2: Jeff was the fourth person. He caught a permit on the last day. And then he caught a bonefish. I think he was uh, on the verge of a slam as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, But... Man, the, the slam thing is hard. Like, you get it, like, I got it in my mind. I wanted to do it and I felt good about it. Um, but also, like, if you go look at their board, because they give you, they have this board where they put plaques for everyone that catches a slam. And it's not like as many plaques as you would think. But still,
1: it's like, you're picturing, it's like, again, it's like, yeah. I, I feel like I'd walk in and be like, man, my name would look cool on that thing. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? And for as, as much trips as you've done like yeah. that, I, I can't imagine didn't have a little bit of, confidence, cockiness coming in and like, I got this. Now, had, yeah. um, had no, no. William ever slain before? No, and William had never caught a permit,
2: never caught a tarpon. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, But William is also an A-plus tier angler. And caster. Man, his cast yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, caster. Like, he can make the shots. Like, whatever shot they asked him to do, he could do it. He, he is, could do he it. He's getting it. Whereas yeah. me, like, some scenarios, like, I'm like, I can't make that shot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I
1: feel like I'm the – I would say I'm like a – I'm like the what no, is it no, no. the Jim Furyk of, if, of casting if Williams <laughs> like if it Williams, looks ugly I can get it out there but it's gonna look <laughs> yeah, a little weird exactly. if Williams like, like,
2: you hey, shoot on a cast <laughs> if Williams an A plus I'm a be minus you know I got some work yeah. to do um so but no I felt like like I told you guys like I felt good and confident on the last day that I was gonna get it done it was making great shots it just like um it it didn't come it didn't come together so um, but so is life. Um, but I still have that challenge to push for. But it's hard to get, like, all the stars to align to make yeah. it happen. Because yeah. it takes a lot of luck. And it takes skill, being prepared, um, to to pull it all together. I'd also like to catch, like, I'm kind of, like, in the permit now. Like, I get it. Because <laughs> it's it an is. exhilarating, <laughs> frustrating <laughs> Rush of like all kinds of emotions, right? And then you finally catch, and you're like, "Holy crap!" I kind of see what the hype is about, and then I can like picturing like one of those big thirty pounders. Like if the if that like eight ten pounder took me on that kind of ride, can I imagine, imagine, imagine catching a ten pound panfish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Like that body shape, right? But they just scream like there. Are, uh, imagine a ten pound. Ten pound panfish on an open flat where they could run as far as they want, in any direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just screaming line off the reel. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it was crazy. It was crazy. That's cool. Um, one day. But yeah, day. we. I think as far as like numbers go, it was like great. Every we all had a blast. We're all joking around the whole time. Even other people that were staying at the lodge, we had a blast with them. Um, uh, the staff was great. It's always – the only downside is they have that uh sargassum grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it didn't smell great. It's this – I don't mind if it's
1: there, but if you're getting stuck on line a lot of times, it, too. It
2: wasn't even that. It was more like at the lodge, like, you couldn't – because the grass was there, there's not a lot of fish around the dock. So, like, oh. in the evenings, like, with the grass there, there's not, like, bonefish hanging around and, like, stuff like that because the water turns red. It smells bad. Yeah. And so, uh, tarpon will be in that stuff. But like, I remember my very first trip. It was like crystal clear water. I go I caught like three bonefish on my first night, and there was like a school of permit there too. That I was casting, it, and I was like, "Oh, I can catch all this from the dock. This is <laughs> sick!" Like you get in from fishing, and you're like, "I want." If you want to fish some more, you just go out to the dock and catch some more bonefish. Yeah. Like, super fun.
1: Imagine if you, like, you. Oh, you got you got your slam. Well, how'd you do it? <laughs> I got, I got on the dock. dock. On the dock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: That's funny. Yeah, then imagine a Super Slam because they do Dude, Super yeah. Slams there too. That's and there are snook? people... That's a Snook. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can't imagine. No. I can't imagine. As hard as it was to, like, pull almost what I pulled together. Yeah. You know, throwing a Snook on top of that
1: um, and would, he, and it he, would be crazy. And you somewhat felt that you had, like, good good conditions. Oh, weather
2: was great. The only thing the guys didn't like the low tide. They were very concerned. Really, like every guy I was with every day was like, "Man, the low tide!" I they're like, "I've never seen it this low."
1: I would I wouldn't want to hear that. It's like taking a deep sea trip where they're like, oh, "I should have been here yesterday." Yeah, <laughs> <Should've> <laughs> been man, should have been here yesterday. But we
2: yesterday. had good weather, correct? Because you could have a great tide and yeah. then like it could be raining all day. So like, you just you just never know what what's gonna happen. And it still worked. I mean, we all caught caught fish, so um and then the last day we went snorkeling as well we got back me diego jose and chris went snorkeling nice it was fun we went to the reef we went to this place called mexico rocks dude there were fish everywhere Really? oh dude like everywhere you looked all different kinds of fish like all kinds of different coral um just like really 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 cool um, you just just laid on the top of the water, just like just looking <laughs> around, like big stingrays, big barracudas swimming around, um, and then that was the first spot. And the second spot we went to was like this underwater cave, but the cave spits out fresh water, oh, okay. so that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then the cave was like 20 feet down, so you could like dive down and like look into it. But at the cave, there was a school of permit there, like big, big permit. And Chris got on video. One of the permit went down on the grass and ate something and then was spitting grass out of its mouth.
4: Really? Yeah,
2: it was cool. That's and neat. dude, like I got from like me to you to like some of the permit and i'm really? like okay so you guys are gonna let me like swim up next to you snorkeling yeah well, when <laughs> i'm gonna, fishing for you're you gonna haul ass yeah. across a flat and i have to run to that's, keep up with you that's
1: where you needed that mini reel or that mini yeah. that little <laughs> yeah. Mini yeah. fishing yeah. <laughs> no chris
2: actually would took a fly rod like put it on the boat and like you can't bring that because it's it's uh, snorkeling only it's protected from fishing gotcha that reef is so um where we went, so they wouldn't let him bring it because he was like, "If there's tarp in there, I'm gonna cast," you know, because he's still trying to get that slam.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't uh, tell me how to live my life. I'm yeah, getting it. Don't yeah. Tell me how to live my life. yeah. I'm getting a beer bottle and some lime and a line, and I'm throwing oh, it out there yeah. and making it happen.
2: Um, but oh. we got all kinds of footage, so there'll be like videos coming out on Instagram. That's and cool. I'll man. just have to have to go through it all and pull. I don't it together. know what I'm doing with my life. Doing anything fun, (laughs) but do cool stuff. Definitely going back. We were already talking about that earlier. We're gonna put something together and go back because everyone that went was like, "We want to come back and do this again." So we'll get something put together and invite anybody who wants to come to come down. We'll just get the lodge booked out and just have like one big honey hole. That will be our expo convention. The Honey Hole Convention. That's cool. Yeah. God, honey Hole Vacation. Honey Ooh. Hole. The Honey Hole Vacation. Everybody come on down to the Honey Hole. Yep. Um, Make it happen. Yeah,
1: you, do you guys t- have any questions you about... You can miss a permit. This time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you guys have any questions about why the Belize trip? Anything y'all are curious about? Know, man. No, man. It's
3: just like
1: I've heard people go... I've tied some fish... Or tied some fish. I tied some flies for a buddy who went a couple of years ago and the only thing he didn't get on that fly was a tarpon. But then again, there's no way he would have landed a tarpon on that fly. Both tarpon, the tarpon I broke off and the tarpon I jumped
2: were on Chase's tarpon game changers that he tied for me years ago. Yes.
1: Yeah, what I the the winner that I I tied him up like two dozen worth of stuff, but it was basically like a crazy Charlie, but without the lead eyes or without the bead chain eyes, and we used the plastic dumbbells, but for the top, uh, for like the I don't know how you would call that instead of those top feathers, I used um oh yeah that was all, that picture Landon's showing a picture of the of everyone signing the hat and the num- number of fish on that trip too that's pretty cool. Uh but the the top part was tied with uh E P fiber. So you got the floating aspect of it so it still rode hook up. And he said it just got got tar- his just his permit quick. off the bat with it. Basically he opened up the fly box and gave it to the to the guide and be like, What what are we what am I throwing? And the guy's like, That one. And you know, got his got his bone fish pretty quick, got his permit real quick, just didn't get the the uh, tarpon. Obviously on, on that side you're not gonna land a tarpon on that side, yeah. but he said it was just awesome, and that that's just it's just a different species, different water. You know, you're on vacation. You're at you know you're at a cool a cool uh, you know setup. Man, it's on the list. It is on the list.
2: Have you guys? There was a guy that caught a grand slam. And I don't think it was in Belize. Maybe been in Belize. He he made three casts and caught a grand slam. What? Three casts. One cast at a permit. One cast at a bonefish. And one cast had he at a done permit. it before? Oh, this dude like. Crazy good angler, gotcha. yeah. like multiple Grand Slams already. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah. Which is probably just—I so like, guess that
4: is the next step after you yeah. get a Grand Slam. It's like okay, well, let's do it on three casts. Yeah, but
2: but you I know, couldn't imagine the permit though, dude. Like I could see the bonefish and I could see the tarpon. Yeah. If, if you wait for a good opportunity, you can't just do everything that you see.
1: You have to be patient and wait for the right opportunity. Um, I w- I want to say that duck hunting for me really curbed the shakiness. And I don't get as shaky now when I see big deer or or you know big hogs or anything because with with ducks all of a sudden the boom they're there and you you're, you're right zero to go. sixty right so I'm sure once you 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 rip the the bandaid off that first slam the second one probably comes a lot easier mm-hmm. you're just kind of like okay no big deal nice cast you know you're not thinking too much of it man <sighs> so we
2: uh, at the bar they have like hats all over the wall where people like catch a grand slam. They'll sign their hat that they were wearing and they'll donate it to the bar and they hang it up at the bar. Well, I donated a honey hole hat for our group and, uh, wrote like Orvis Antonio and then wrote the numbers of fish. So 70 bonefish, four permit, two tarpon, one grand slam, one trip slam. And everyone in our group signed it. And then at the back of the hat, we put the real men of fly fishing uh, for the calendar. This is like an inside joke. (laughs) And then uh, everyone signed it,
1: and we uh, hung it what up. It would the have bar. been funny if you guys already passed out months. You're Mr. May, I also signed Mr. June.
2: So okay, let me ask you guys a question. They they were saying like people in our group, and then some other people from the lodge were like, "Dude, they were telling me that I look like Post
1: Malone, kind of without without the, that tattoo. The yeah, way your is hair it. is right now, kind of kind of messy. It I yeah, I could, I could, I could see it totally. Okay, totally okay. you guys can see it. Yeah, I was like, uh, I could see I don't it. Know. I could yeah. see
2: it. But they were calling me Posty. Agreed. The Post whole trip. trip. Yeah, yeah, Honestly,
4: for Halloween, you should put, you get the tattoos and just like, put them on. Yeah. yeah. You can do it. And then where apparently
2: he performs in white Crocs, I'll get a pair of white Crocs and oh. then like some crazy just shirt he wears.
4: Done.
1: Yeah. yeah. Make it happen. Go to Olive Garden.
4: And drink. Is, this? Is, this Coor, <laughs> is it Coors Light? light? Yeah, Coors Light. Yeah. Coors, 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 Coors Light. light. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Coors, Coors Light. thing. Yeah. Yeah, just that. <laughs> Cold as the rocky.
2: Oh, there was a sweet cat there that the lodge had adopted. I saw it looking at the crab. His name was Boots. Dude, every time we saw him, he was either napping in a chair, had a lizard in his mouth, had a mouse in his mouth, had what? a shrimp in his mouth. Uh huh. Living the life. Or like chasing a crab around and like torturing it to
1: death. Living the best um, life.
2: And he would dude chilling, chilling. That cat was so cool. Um <laughs> He was so cool. Living his best life great food um man just I'm so happy I'm glad it worked out for the hundredth episode to like talk about this trip too oh yeah
1: that's the uh, one to talk about yeah, yeah I mean that's dude I mean I don't know I wouldn't say like a triple lifetime damn it's pretty up there yeah. Like you're gonna remember this is the the sheer Dude, I got a permit. This is like my first permit. This is like yeah, but again, they couldn't have that. Almost didn't happen. That I had to drive overnight, spend overnight in Houston to get yelled at by the by the security guards, yeah. just to make this thing happen. Our
2: flight from Houston to San Antonio got oh, so I'm gonna back up. So coming back to customs in Houston, okay. Uh, you don't know, have that global entry. Yep. That crap is crazy. Why? So you go up to this computer screen. And it's, like, take off your hat, take off your glasses, and look at the camera. And it, like, scans your face for, like, 10 seconds, and then it, it's, like, take this piece of paper to the desk. So I look at the piece of paper, and it's, like, Landon Rowlett, your flight number that you flew on, flew on, the flight number you're getting on. And I was, like, it just facial recognized me and then printed off a ticket and knew all my flight information. I was, yep. like... This crap is crazy. That's weird. You're Post Malone. Yeah. You're going to <laughs> Yeah. So then I walk over the counter. It's like so easy going through customs. Really? They're like, do you have any food? That was the one question they asked me. I said, nope. And they're like, they, they took my ticket and let me go through. Like, that was all the customs was like, get my face scanned and then give them a ticket. And they asked me one question. I was through customs. That's nice. Yeah, it that's was nice. really nice. And then Chris had to go through customs as well. He had to like fill out a form, and then he actually like went into a little bit more detail. But his the line wasn't very long for him, so it was a I was out a little bit sooner. Um, uh, actually, he did end up ahead of me, but that's because I made a pit stop um, on the <laughs> way. I was like, uh, "You're gonna take longer. Well, I'm gonna stop." The,
4: what uh, airline? United. Okay,
2: but customs. Everyone, all the airlines like meet yeah. in one. Yeah, I think place.
4: Southwest is a straight shot from San Antonio to Belize.
3: Yeah, uh, there
2: the Southwest flights were Houston, I believe. Okay, um, and then the Southwest flights are more expensive than the United flights. Gotcha. So um, I also don't like flying Southwest. I like Southwest.
3: I don't mind it. It's all right. It's feel pretty crazy. tight.
1: You're pretty tight in there. I've never been on a plane where I don't.
2: They crazy. say everyone flies first, cra- first class. That's a no, everybody flies. Well, technically, when first yeah. first class looks like everything else, it's, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah exactly. no. you're not bringing me drinks, and you know, I I'm the last one on the plane. I gotta sit in the middle between two people. I don't want to sit in the middle by. Yeah, because I'm never in the group one because I don't buy their preferred seating plan. No, check you've... in exactly 24 hours. Oh, I just had to check in 24 hours. Actually, I gotta do that tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. I've done the check-in, like, right at 24 hours, and I'm, like, still in, like, group four. I'm like, how the heck? Yeah. <laughs> or I can fly United, be in group two every time, pick my seats, so I know that I'm not going to be stuck in the middle between two people I don't want to sit by. And but don't
4: you pay more to, to pick your seat?
2: No. It depends on where you sit. You can You can, like, do first class, or they have, like, business class, and they have economy. If you do business class, it's, like, 30 bucks extra per seat. So it's not, it's not horrible. I just do economy, but I still get to pick my seat, uh, if that makes sense.
1: Well, but, but you're in line, though. You're, you're in line to, to choose first what seat you want on Southwest, right?
2: In Southwest, you get on the plane, and you, grow, and you find come, an open first seat. first okay. first. come first yeah. Yeah. On United, when I buy my flights, I pick the seat that I want Got it. out of all of the available, available seat. open seats. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's so how
4: they—that's how they determine if you get middle or not. It's just if there's nothing. How long was yeah. the flight
2: from San Antonio to Houston? No, no, five minutes. So well, no, no, two no, and a no, half, no, half no, hours, no, to hours to Belize. Um, but so on the way back uh, from our our flight from Houston to San Antonio got delayed because the incoming pilots were delayed. Mm. So like two hours. Okay, whatever. It's a flight delay. So then we get on the plane. And, like, we're pretty far. We're, like, pretty much in the back. Not in the back row, but we're pretty far in the back. And this girl's, like, in the bathroom. <laughs> just, like, puking her brains out. Yeah. Oh no, Party dog. No. Yeah. She's like, puking her brains out. She's, like, coming in and out. And then this guy, like, across the aisle from me is getting pissed off because they won't take off because she's not sitting in her seat. Because mm-hmm. she keeps going to the bathroom. Dude, this t- this went on for, like, four or five minutes. This guy was, like, livid. I'd oh, be Telling pissed. the flying attendants, like, you need to off. kick her off. I'm like, all right, like, we got, can kick her got off. Got monkey
1: pox on this plane. Get her off. I'm like, you <laughs> oh, get her. I'm
2: like, you can kick her off, but, dude, she's, like, in there. Like, you could hear, her, like, vomiting her brains out. Like, why don't you just, like, let her finish?
4: Just give her a break. Like,
2: be a little polite. Um, So that was kind of annoying that that guy was being, like, I get it. Like, I want to get home, too. But, like, if I was in the bathroom puking my brains out, do you want me to, like, puke in the bathroom or do you want me to puke all over you as I'm walking by because you didn't they let me finish? They have barf bags? yeah.
3: Give her, you know, and
2: give then, her a bag. Uh, so we got in super late. But overall, it was
4: a good trip. Very, very good trip. That's all that matters, man. That's so cool. One day. One day. One day. Yeah. I'm just going to go. Dude, you can go fly to Flight of Belize from San Antonio for 350 bucks. right now. Oh, my
2: God, don't tell me. For 350 bucks. that's not how much I paid.
4: Yeah, one. I mean, one way. 350 one way, 500 and that coming back. Oh, okay. So it'd be 850 in total. Yeah, I paid a 1000 Yeah, okay. Total. Yeah, yeah, but I used to pay... Three to four hundred
2: dollars round trip. That's crazy.
1: Like well, but the uh, strikes, the pilot strikes, they're canceling stuff. It uh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So maybe in two years, it's all done. Yeah. Two years when we go back. When we go back.
4: Longer trip, maybe. Agreed. <laughs> all right, guys. Well,
2: I think that's all we have for today, boys. That's
4: it. We'll do the hot stuff next week. We gotta have some milk.
2: Oh yeah, let's do the hot jerky next week. Yeah, he it's needs, too late in the night, man. I'm, I'm scared.
4: Else. I'm
1: scared. I'm gonna be hallucinating on the drive home.
4: Yeah, it'll
1: mess with you. Hey, what are you guys doing Fourth of July? Oh, you're moving. I'm moving. We might be helping.
4: I'm moving.
1: I don't know. I'm yeah, waiting huh? to see what the plans are. I want to try, try my Traeger.
4: You want to try what? I'm gonna try my Traeger. Oh, get after it! Yeah, I'm excited to use that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still debating about getting one,
1: but now I got to get a truck, so I have choice. Yeah. Like coin flip.
3: Truck <laughs> yeah, or tracer, we, tracer. Yeah, truck or Traeger. <laughs> I would hope for a Traeger. It's a lot cheaper than a truck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. 100th episode. 100th episode.
2: We, was, congratulations, fellas. This, this has been awesome. this has been a wild ride. It is. Are we going past 100? Yeah, we're going. I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. At least yeah. one. One. One, yeah. at time, one at a time. <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> one at a time. We'll see. We made it this far. We never expected this. We so. did
4: not, no. God, it's so weird. It feels like yesterday we were at episode 50. I bet the next 100 go f- by even faster.
2: Okay, before we go, we'll end on this because we didn't do it earlier. Yeah. Your favorite podcast that we've recorded so far?
4: Ooh. Zach
2: and Gabe. Mm.
1: Jim Ellsworth is hilarious and fun. Jim was a fun one. Yeah, that was good. Really enjoyed him and uh, Steve yep. Ramirez. Those okay. I always
4: enjoy Steve just because he's such a caring guy. It's just fun to sit down and talk with him. Oh, I told you guys I ran into him on the way to California.
2: Yeah, you texted me. <laughs>
4: 6 a.m. in the morning, man. We're both on the flights out there. It was crazy. Yeah. He was going to Florida to catch some tarpon, hopefully. Uh, who else
1: was on um, uh Kevin Hutchinson was hilarious. That was, yeah. that was a fun. His stories are always I like the episode
2: with Benny Blanco.
1: Benny Blanco was really yep. good. Because he was just like,
2: number one, he's yeah. a superstar. And then number two... He's like so passionate about the Florida fishery, and like you could tell in the way he talked how much he cared
4: and how big of a deal it was. I enjoyed. um, I liked having Dakis on. That was fun. That was a good one. Oh yeah, Dakis is great. We get Dakis back on. Yeah, we do. Dakis was a fun episode. Uh, Yeah, I mean we've had a lot of good ones. Tom Rosenbauer was fun. Uh, Let's see. I like Graham. Graham was a was a fun episode. Oh yeah. Oh, and Nate. I, I liked. I really liked having Nate on.
2: Nate's gonna come on again
4: soon. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And every time Casio's on, we have a blast. Yeah. Drinking. Good Lots bourbon. of good episodes, guys. Yeah. If If you're new, go back. Any of those we go mentioned. Go back and listen. Pick and you know cherry pick your favorites.
1: Yeah, we've already gone so many that I don't even want to go back and see what we've already tasted in whiskeys. Like I, I, was trying to think like, what's our list on it? Like, we didn't really mark it. And now I'm like, how do you, I don't even have to go back and listen to 100 I think, episodes. I think, so I think all
4: of the show notes say the whiskey or no. No, I didn't don't. think so. They don't do that. No, no. Which is fine. we hey, just we'll put like the whiskey dice. reviews.
1: Who cares? We'll yeah. do them again. Why not? They might have yeah. changed. Hey, maybe we'll get, they might maybe have changed. some of them will be better. Exactly. Yeah. Or worse. Or, exactly. Or that too. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, summer of mixing, 100 episode. Awesome, guys. All right. We will catch you all next week.
0: Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you
3: again next week.